All sports, all angles, all the news. The Radio Tab Breakfast Show with Paul, Daff and Andrew. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. It is Friday. It's the 21st of April. Hope the morning finds you both safe and well wherever you're listening to us from. My name's Paul Sortell. Jared Daffy has made it all the way up the M1 to be here in the studio. Good morning, Jared. Morning, Paul. It's actually standing room only. It's sensational. I'm waiting for a seat. And Andrew Cordes is back as well for our last ever show. Gentlemen, Andrew, good morning to you. Morning, Paul. You're well. Very well, Andrew, and very fired up because we do have our last ever Radio Tab Breakfast show this morning. It's going to be very different to regular shows. There won't be as much sports talk. I actually forgot till about 6.45 last <laughs> night that the Ravenos and yeah. Penrith were playing. So, but, look, it, it's great having you both here for our final show in the studio. Jared, you've hardly been here. Mm. I've been here, I think, maybe once or twice in the last 12 months for various reasons. I'll tell you what, there's two things that stand out for me. It's yeah. very dark out there. <laughs> and secondly... I just envisaged when I got here today that there'd be streamers and banners for us all to run through. <laughs> yeah, I don't you, like the big run through. <laughs> that didn't happen. Maybe they'll be there at the finish, perhaps. <laughs> you, you think Marketing, so. working very, very hard on that as we speak out the back. <laughs> I'm just going to let everyone in on, in on a secret. Jared and I, uh, about 15 minutes ago, Andrew, mm. were in the bathroom together. I was yep. going to say, don't be too explicit. <laughs> and there's a big mirror. That just stand in front to, to, to wash your hands. And Jared's looked up and he said, geez, I look a bit rough in the morning, don't I? <laughs> well, that's true, but but actually, and it doesn't get a whole lot better during the day. <laughs> that's the, the boys' good looks time. have gone. <laughs> now, we, uh, we're, getting, we're getting so many messages of support. There, there were about 300 yesterday wow. on the SMS line, and they kept coming all day, and... They have been absolutely sensational, and they mean so much to all of us. And it just shows what uh, how important breakfast radio is. And people start their day with us when they're driving to work or whatever it is. And I, I've been blown away by the, the listeners that have taken their time out that had never texted us before. I, I noticed the same thing. There, there were dozens and dozens of them yesterday that took the time to send us a text on the the SMS line, which you'll tell people the number in a minute, who, who'd said, you know, first-time texter or SMSer or whatever you call it, I uh, just want to say um, the enjoyment you've brought to us over the last X amount of years or whatever. That was, that was really pleasing to read. It was terrific. It's been sensational. And what surprised me as well is how many people from South Australia have been listening in. Mm. I know. Heaps. I know. And elsewhere. Uh, there was plenty from New South Wales, uh, obviously a lot from the Bull, um, oh, yes, which we'll get to in a sec. There's a reason why they listen in. <laughs> now, just to go through the, the guests that we're going to have on this morning. So it's going to be names that everyone is familiar with that have been here or associated with us for for over 20 years. But I'm, I'm just looking at this list. Peter Pasolis, who's he? Well, we'll get to him in a moment. So <laughs> Stephen Hewlett will join us. Stephen we remind everyone we'll be back on air, normal for Stephen, except it'll be 9 o'clock instead of 8.30 starts as of... Monday, yeah. Monday, yes. Yep. So it'll be the big sports breakfast from Sydney going national as as of Monday morning. So Jared Middleton's there with, with Michael Clark and Laurie Daly. So that will be what's happening as of Monday. So Steve Hewlett will join us this morning. And we're just going to say our farewells and thank yous to Mark McBain, former Wallaby, and... Red's coach. Why is he a former Wallaby? 
Okay, well, when Scott McDonald is not a former Socceroo. Okay, well, Mark McBain's going to join us. Played for the Wallabies. He was a Wallaby, yeah. yeah. Our man, Danny Daly, from the Brisbane Lions. No one has access to an AFL team like we do, and it's all thanks to Danny Daly. That's it. Phil Hurden, what a, what a sensation yeah. he has been for many, many years. Yeah. It, it, one of the, the great shows we did, Jared, was with Phil Hurden, at the casino on the Gold Coast the for Super Bowl. On the Gold, who went out of his way to come up, to come on the show before the Super Bowl. And the funny thing was, and you've experienced this, Jared, big time. Been speaking to Phil for, oh, I, I suppose for me, it, it was about 10 or 11 years. Yeah, and never met him. met him. No. Mm. It was fantastic to do that. Our basketball man, Botty Nodge. Andrew, I know you've uh, you've taken a, a bit of a shine yeah, to, to Botty. Uh, yeah, Real humorous guy. Yeah, great fella. Uh, good journalist, obviously. Great journalist. That was uh, one thing about several of the comments yesterday about the various guests. Sorry, Paul, to interject, but he was one in particular who people said, you know what, I've never really worried about basketball or followed it closely until I started to listen to Bonnie Nodge because he's got a different oh, uh, yeah. perspective on it all. Um, yeah, he's going to be sadly missed. Nicole Thomas will join us. I was going to say, usually say, Nicole with the tab markets, uh, probably won't do the tab markets today. But no doubt Nicole will have a few selections mm. for us oh. to go out with. It's a dollar ten. <laughs> yeah, probably shorter, Jared, than that. Bart Sinclair, who has been a loyal, loyal listener all the time. What, you know what I, I love about Bart? There are many, many things. But Bart would come on on a Friday and he'd start to go back to stuff that we said at 5.35 in the morning. He's got to get up earlier. Why is that? Because he wasn't listening. Oh. Was he? He always would. Okay. He'd go back and comment about what we were oh, saying. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. He, yeah. he was a loyalist of listeners, Jared. Our mate Robert Crash Craddock's going to join us on the show as well. And a couple of very familiar voices you're going to hear. John McCoy and Peter Pasoltis, who for so long did the Radio Tab breakfast show. Our man Brent Reid. Mm. Mm-hmm. The rugby league writer for the Australian newspaper radio will be fantastic. And one of uh, who I think is one of the best correspondents going around, whether it was tennis or cycling or international racing, Leo Schlink will join us from Hong Kong as well. Leo has been sensational. And all these lads there have been with the show mm. for 20-odd for years. Mm. Good innings. And we're going to uh, we're going to spend the last half hour of today. Our producer James Clark will join us, and and the four of us will just go through some uh, uh, reflect a few things and say our, our goodbyes. And we've got to find you both a job from Monday onwards. Well, I am leaning towards apparently. Oh, what have you got? Apparently, I've got mail. We will confirm this at eight o'clock. But I hear in the wings um, there's potentially a midnight oil cover band about to start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew, uh, Andrew has informed me too. I do need a law degree to work as a lawyer. Mm, don't be so uh, oh, sure oh, about that. Oh, I'll talk to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to Andrew in a moment. This weather update is thanks to the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, racing every Monday and Thursday night and every Wednesday and Sunday afternoon. Feel the adrenaline and get close to the action in the Paces and Chases Bar and Bistro. For more, visit brisgraves.com.au. I went to uh, press the uh, the hotkey then and missed it. Yeah, <laughs> That's why there was that slight delay. Now, I've just thought, we haven't discussed who's doing the weather for the last time, and you oh. two are both sitting across from me. What happens? Jared's uh, day is Friday. 
That's true. Yep. Yeah, you're on the bench. Yep. In case I break down. Yes. Uh, Perth, sunny, top of 29. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 21. Melbourne, a possible shower, 20. Hobart, partly cloudy, 20. Canberra, mostly sunny, 21. In Sydney today, partly cloudy, 22. Brisbane, a shower or two, uh, a top of 26. Possible showers tomorrow and Sunday, by the way. As I'm looking out here now, I can't tell you anything, Paul. I can see why you're a little bit perplexed at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's black as. <laughs> yes. Are you allowed to say that, black as? Uh, yes, that's okay. sky-wise. Right. It's, it's very dark. Yes, it is. So you've got nothing. It is Some very things dark. don't change. You've got nothing for me to add. No. Okay. Uh, Townsville today, mostly sunny 31. Cairns, a possible early shower 30. I haven't mentioned that particular or that particular area in the last week or two since I've been back, but there's been a shift at the bomb. You know how there was always one upmanship there where Cairns would get one more degree than what Townsville <laughs> yeah, was? Yeah. It's changed. It's gone the other way. I reckon... Oh, the towns, the Cairns yeah. lads moved. Yeah. I reckon whoever was there pushing the, the Cairns barrow has gone. Anyway, they're 30, so they're one below uh, Townsville today. Darwin, what a shock. A shower or two atop of 32. Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 25. In the bull today, Paul, what a truly magnificent day. Cloudy and atop of 18. And because it's the last day, and out of respect for... All of the towns and cities and regions that we've done over the past few years uh, with the Focus Town, there's no Focus Town because I oh, think that would have been unfair to highlight one. Yeah. Oh. But let me say this. It's been a lot of fun and we've kind of taken the mickey out of the weather, but it was always interesting when people dirtied up as to why their particular town or city wasn't in or you haven't got this right or why haven't you done this particular area or perhaps people either giving us an update or sending us photos for an update. So I know it was uh, a bit of a, a menial task each day, but uh, it sort of morphed into something that the law listeners uh, got engaged in. So out of respect for everybody today, no focus town. Ooh, okay. I'm telling you now, with those music stings that are randomly selected, yes. yeah. if Fat Boy Slim comes, I'm going before full time. Who's Fat Boy Slim? Uh, yeah, the Funk I Soul that was the name of a dog. <laughs> Isn't that Funk <laughs> Soul, brother? We have so many pieces of correspondence coming through from our loyal listeners that are our, that are our friends, and we will get to as many as we can throughout the morning. So... If you're on Facebook, follow us. It's the Radio Tab Breakfast Show Facebook page. Tweet us at Radio Tab Oz, or you can just send us a text message, 0499 Sports. That is 0499 787. For the best in racing and sport right across Australia, it's Radio Tab. There's never been a better time to become a member of the Brisbane Racing Club. A Carnival Plus membership sees you experience the excitement of this year's The Star Stradbroke season, unlimited entry for the remaining 22-23 racing season, and a $50 credit towards food and beverage purchases. For only $399, Carnival Plus also includes a full membership for the 23-24 season, giving you access to next year's The Star Stradbroke season. 
Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to be a member of one of Australia's premier racing clubs. Conditions apply. Visit brc.com.au to join today. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Good Paul, a little bit of uh, the VG, a local band that's, from up the road. That's my um, ringtone. Is it? Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Stone alive. I, I, you, I usually leave, leave the phone off, but I've got to keep it on now. Yeah. Well, just, just in case it's someone offering me a job. <laughs> just in case. Well, you had plenty of job offers yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I did, didn't I? The C-truck, was it a C-truck license? No, I, I just need a C-class license for Brett Cook from the Gold Coast Turf Club. Jeez, <laughs> 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 I'm going to miss the hour outside broadcasts. How there. good? How how good were they? Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned before we went to the break there about uh, you know the friends and that, and I know that we're we're all mates because we're a little team here, and obviously Nicole and the contributors are part of that as well. But it's it's really been expanded on with with all of these outside broadcasts that we went to, and not even that. You just when when people send through text messages or SMSs or go to the Facebook page and that, you feel like you know them, and I think it goes the other way as well. You know. They get to know what our preferences are uh, in regards to either sport or life. Uh, and we get to know them as well. And it's always fascinating when these guys or, or ladies come up to us at the outside broadcast or you even come across them. And if I can just tell you one quick story, a couple of months ago um, on one of my supermarket trips, uh, <laughs> yes, when I, when I go to the supermarket four or five times a week to walk <laughs> up and down the aisles to sort of get fit and one of the days I was really struggling it was a Sunday I'll never forget it uh, and obviously supermarkets are pretty quiet on that so I got halfway down aisle one even though I was hanging on to the to the trolley and I said to Linda I can't go on I can't breathe I just need to sit down so I went outside and sat down while she did the shopping which takes a long time let me tell you but I was just sitting on on a seat outside uh, the Woolly supermarket there in um, in Super Q down at Mermaid Waters and in that half an hour sitting there waiting, two two guys came up who I didn't know from Johnny and said to me, how are you going? And, and I was, got talking and I said, oh, we, you know, I listen every day. It's a great show, blah, blah, blah. And they're people that you come across even even there. And even two days ago, we had a workman around measuring up some stuff at home. Guy walks in and we've got a photo of that dog that I'm involved with, Good uh, Good Odds Emma, which won a, a, race, a feature race adapter a couple of months ago. He said, oh, you're into greyhounds. I said, oh, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, my dad was a trainer and he was a bookie in Victoria, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, do you, do you follow any of the... He said, oh, yeah, I listen to Radio Tab every day. And I said, well, that person there, that's me. So we had a conversation for 10 of... Or, you know, I'm one of the team. He, he didn't put two and two together. Uh, but just everywhere you go, as you guys would know, there's loyal listeners mm. everywhere. Well, and it's always great to meet them. Our producer, James Clark, disappeared this morning for a little while. I thought he might have gone home early. And <laughs> no, he came back up. The coffee. He came up uh, bearing gifts. And what had happened, 
our good man Scarecrow from Nunda had driven in, parked outside the building in Ann Street. I can tell you, there's a construction zone at yeah. the moment out the front. Yeah, it looks like World War Three. And he dropped off some gifts, some some looks as though personally brewed beers for all of us. Mm. Andrew, I think yours had uh, uh, for the team that won and the team that lost. Yes, his winners and losers. Great to hear. Uh, what a magnificent effort that is. Now, look, we're getting so many, so many pieces of correspondence coming through. We're not going to get to them all. And I can tell you I won't be able to read any more myself till after the show because I'm just going to lose it completely. So I'm rather emotional at the best of times. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I will do my best. Can't make any promises. I'll do my best. But we, we must look at the last, last night's sports Are results. Are you capable of giving any scores? Uh well, I haven't actually checked. Well, I'll tell you what. No, you're not. I've taken that out of your hands. <laughs> okay. Last night in the NRL, got to be on the plus, got to be on the plus. Did I tip South yesterday? <laughs> yes. I, yes, I you did, did, yeah. Well. I don't this is not going to be the final three hours, is it? <laughs> well, I've converted Will. <laughs> yeah, it's taken have. six months, but finally took a plus yesterday. <laughs> yes, George, uh, yeah. So last night, it was some sort of an epic encounter. This one, I missed the second half, but it was six all at half time, South and Penrith, but South went on to win. Uh, 20 points over 18, uh, Penrith that was. So that was a pretty important victory for them. And I guess it just shows there's a little bit of vulnerability about Penrith mm. at the moment. You know, they were lucky to win last week against the Knights and a loss last night. So it's not a one-horse race here in our real title. No, it's an interesting uh, point, Jared. Uh, I just saw some of the highlights this morning, some wonderful tries. And, uh, yeah, Penrith perhaps a bit vulnerable. Uh, I think they'll be there when the whips are cracking. But South's... I reckon they could be, uh, you know, getting stronger and stronger because Latrell Mitchell, he was in some sort of form last night. Yeah, he was. Uh, we've currently got... Pe- Penrith aren't as strong as they were last year. No, no they're not. We, we, and they were never were going to be, but no. I think they've been better than what we thought or what I thought. They're going to be thereabouts, but it's a very even competition. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Andrew, uh, we've currently got some Europa League playoffs in uh, playing or in action. Have yeah, they scores. I have, uh, Jared. They're sort of uh, in uh, to either the end of the first half or half time. So uh, AS Roma and Feyenoord, they're still there. They're in the fourth minute of extra time in the first half. They're at nil all. Nil all. Royal Union SG. Never heard of them before, Jared. But apparently they're a Belgian team. They're yeah. coming up against uh, Leverkusen. It's half time there, and uh, the Royal Union boys have some work to do. They're behind two goals to nil. I think they're gone. Do you think so? I think so. Okay. Maybe the Royal Union have gone on strike. <laughs> yes, they could have. Uh, the next game is Sevilla and Manchester United, so two very well-known names in the soccer world. They're right at the end of the first half, and it's Sevilla 1, Manchester United 0. And Sporting are paying Juventus. Uh, Juventus uh, just got their 15 points penalty back overnight that they got in Serie A for various uh, pieces of corruption in recent times. Um, it's pending a further appeal, but at the moment they're back up to third in the Serie A, but they're <laughs> one all with Sporting at halftime, one all Sporting and Juventus. Can I just mention yeah. one score, and I won't give the reasons why, but I think a lot of people will know why, but in the Armenian Premier League last <laughs> night, there was just the one match. It was a blockbuster between a couple of the faves in that particular competition, Chirac and BKMA. Oh, yeah. yeah. What does that draw. sound for? BKMA, do you I think? don't know. Last Paul. <laughs> yeah. uh, one all draw. Okay. What are you shaking no, your head for? No idea. This is the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Paul Sortel, Jared Daffy and Andrew Cordes with you. It's our final show. We've got a lot of correspondence coming in. Very, very much appreciated. Please keep it coming. 
Join us trackside at Bow Desert for our annual Anzac Day races featuring a full card of thrilling racing action plus Toad and Bookies facilities, live entertainment, pop-up bars, food trucks and fashions on the field. Celebrate the Anzac spirit with this long-held local tradition. General admission online, just $10 or $20 at the gate. Servicemen and women, veterans, children and concession all free. Don't miss Bow Desert Race Club this Anzac Day, Tuesday, April 25. Visit bowdesertraceclub.com. Hannah's has been supplying Toowoomba and District with quality clothing and footwear at competitive prices for over 60 years. It's Hannah's for all the famous labels. Akubra, R.M. Williams, Canterbury, Polo Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, Scotch and Soda, Levi's, Wrangler, Lee and Cinch, just to name a few. Hannah's online store is expanding daily and you can contact them by phone or email for expert assistance. For brands you know, quality you can trust and prices you can afford, it's Hannah's, Ruthven Street, Toowoomba or online at hannahstoowoomba.com. I'm rocking the suburbs, just like quiet riot did. I'm rocking the suburbs, except that they Great to have your company. The Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Paul Sortel, Andrew Cordes, Jared Daffy with you. Gentlemen, uh, just off sport, just a, a moment. Just something I want to say about how Australian society has changed. Uh, as, you, as everyone understands, it's a devastating week for, for, for James Clark and I, and I, I mean that. But people reach out to you now. I've had so many messages mm. of support and phone calls, and it's just, mate, I'm just ringing in to see that you're okay. Yeah. And it really is having uh, uh, this great support network of your mates and, yeah. and all of them. And I was getting emotional yesterday, and every time I got emotional... Razor and Bobby no. kept sending me texts to tell me to stay strong. We're looking after you, mate. And that made me more emotional. Uh, yeah. Look, you're right. And in this day and age, you know, there's so much more about uh, the likes of depression and things like that. And it can never be under mes- underestimated where it is or, or you know, workplace bullying or anything. Luckily, we don't have any of that here. But we're living in, a, in an age uh, now where people come and go in, in jobs or industries. You know, unfortunately, every day now, it seems as though you... You go on the websites and there's building builders yeah. collapsing or all sorts of businesses collapsing. This is a little bit different, but but at the end of the day, what can't be lost on anybody here, and I'm certain isn't lost on anybody here, is that this is the last show for the day. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest impact's clearly on Clarky and Paul because as of Monday, they don't have any job. And, and that's when it becomes real to people like myself. Nicole and I are fortunate um, that, you know, we've got other aspects of the business that we look after. I guess our turn will come at some point in time or perhaps um, the whole betting industry will close. I don't know what will happen in the future, but you, you might see it in your industry as well, Andrew. Um, businesses either get too big and, and collapse or or it's just hard to sustain it. Oh, yeah. But oh, it's but real. Yeah, it is real. And I think the sort of days when you went in and got a job in the bank and stayed there for life, they're gone. Um, yeah, or the public service. Or the pu- now, I don't think that's such a good thing, to be honest. I, I don't like it. I mean, no. I think there was a there was a better time when there was security of tenure there, but now it's all about uh, productivity and uh, cutting costs and proving your worth, and it's uh, it's a difficult world. And that's why I always say there are no easy jobs out there. No, there are none. Uh, just to, to go a little bit further from that, what you said clearly it impacts Clarkie and I. The most, and we had the option of not doing the show when we were told on Monday. Mm. And I said, no, I, I'm doing it and I want to say so goodbye. So I could have got to sleep in today? And Clarkie was asked the same thing and he said, is Paul doing it? Yes. He said, well, if he's doing it, 
I'm producing it, so don't worry about that. But you know who it impacts? I, uh, I thought it was, yeah, it impacts me and Clarkie. No, it impacts our mates that listen every morning. Yeah. And that's, you can see that because they're the ones whose lives, their commute to work. There, there was a lady that texted us that from Cairns last night. I think it was Gail from Cairns. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, that's right. But she, she's obviously uh, a runner. Oh, and yeah, she says you. she wakes up stretching and then going for a run yeah. each and every morning. And the messages that are coming through is it's uh, uh, affecting our listeners, our mates, yeah. because what they've said, it, the, the, these messages are just so fantastic. Now, what my point was, they might you mightn't get a response from, from your mates if you send them a text or something. And I, I've sent brief ones back mm. to a lot of people, simply because there are so many. But do it because it's it's so important. And I can tell you, Clarkie's been showing me some of the, the, the text messages that he has received mm. from various people here in Queensland and associations that we've dealt with, you know, sporting organisations. Uh, I don't want to single them all out because it's, no. it's, it's basically all of them. Mm. And uh, um, just the response has been sensational. So... Phone calls of support. Are you okay, mate? It's very important to do, and, and it really has helped me. And Clarkie will join us later in the show, and I know it's helped him as well. Yeah, well, you're right, uh, and and we're all in the same boat. Some of the messages we received, and don't want to name drop or anything like that, but it's it's quite incredible who actually listens to this show, mm. uh, and who are now aware of um, unfortunately its demise today. But there's just a couple of things I wanted to mention, and we did talk about Mary yesterday from Kingaroy, who we've had. A bit of a laugh and a joke with down through the years. Mary's always the first one to send through a text each day. What we didn't know until yesterday was Mary suffers from a, a chronic uh, pain syndrome. Mm. She can't sleep. Mm. So she's always up at 4 o'clock in the morning and sending through those yeah. texts every day. And there's there's one I'd just like to read out from last night off Twitter. Uh, I'll say this, gents, and it's from the real Jay Webb. I'll say this, gents. When I was alone recovering from cancer and three major surgeries in 2021, the show in the morning was like listening to old mates and took the edge off for a few hours each day. I don't get to tweet in as much as I used to, uh, but rest assured you're on and will be missed. Sounds great. Yeah, so that was just... uh, Well, that was one of many along similar lines Mm. from yesterday and overnight. Thanks for reading that out. I was going to try to, but I knew I wouldn't get through it. (laughs) Because I was... I'm a, a wuss. He's also been up this morning, the real Jay Webb, and said, oh, there is a 5.30 a.m. So he's, <laughs> he's joining us for the whole show. And so many people are saying that, Andrew. They're going yes. to do the three hours. And uh, just beware, Paul, because I think Bob and Razor, they might use it to their advantage come Tuesday, your fragile state. Oh, I don't think that goodwill will continue. <laughs> no, we, we, we can't play. It's Anzac Day. Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. Well, well I don't know whether you're aware of this, but, but you, haven't, you haven't got a job next week, so you can play any day at all. You know what, Jared? Though this may sound stupid, but for me, I haven't had a job for about fourteen years because yeah, that's true. This no, wasn't work. Yeah, you know there was never doom and gloom. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, I had one day I didn't want to come to work, and and that was with John McCoy, and it wasn't because of John. Mm. Everyone knows what I think of John, and we'll talk to him later. I'll try to. It was the day that that Philip Hughes passed away. Oh, and yeah. th- that, to me, you know, they talk about the darkest day in mm. sport. Mm. That wasn't that ridiculous press conference that no. achieved nothing. But a young man went out to bat, Andrew, mm. and died at the yeah, crease. And that, that, to me, was the day. 
because we knew we had to talk about it, and you didn't mm. want to talk about it. No. No, that's right. It was a, uh, it was incredible, wasn't it? You just didn't think it could possibly happen in an era of helmets. And when it happened, you thought to yourself, how has it not happened more often in the no-helmet era with quick bowling? Mm. But it was just uh, tragic what happened to Philip Hughes. And uh, as the sort of days wore on after the actual injury, you, you knew the news was bad. But when it finally came, it was even worse, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Because, you, you, you know, you were waiting for the miracle. And that yeah. was that was the saddest Day yeah. in sport. And what I'm finding sad now is we've got an Ashes campaign coming up and, you know, we mm. won't get to talk no. to, to, to our loyal listeners and mates mm. about it. I've, I love doing that. What happens if the Lions win the flag? We can't celebrate with Danny and the boys. Oh, I'm sure you'll be able to. Somewhere. You go out to Brighton Homes Arena out there at Springfield, they'll make a spot for you because oh, uh, I hope so. as good as they have been to us, you've been incredibly good to them as well. Well, we're coming up to news time here. Look, we've got a lot of guests that are going to join us next hour. Stephen Hewlett, Mark McBain, the man himself, Danny Daly, Phil Hurden and Body Nodge. These guys, the contributors, I can tell you, they did it for the love of the job. They just came on whenever we asked them and they would come on and talk about their respective sports. They loved their sports, but they loved this show. And it's going to be great to have them. Hopefully, Mark McBain hasn't got a concrete ball. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right, like last Friday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all to come after the news. This is the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. It's the final, final show we will do. Paul Sortel, Jared Daffy and Andrew Cordes with you. Please keep all those messages of support coming through. We'll read them all. Maybe not on air today, but we will get to them as we, we do all the time. More after the news. It is great to have your company on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. It is Friday morning, the 21st of April. It's our last show. Jared and Andrew are mm. here with me. I'll tell you what, I feel like a death row inmate, and the Emperor's walked in. I thought that we were about to receive the Governor's pardon. <laughs> Supreme Court's overturned. <laughs> and we're back Monday. No, but he's just coming. I think he heard there was free beers here. He, he, he didn't come bearing gifts either, which is rather disturbing. <laughs> you wanted your banner. Did you think you yeah, may have brought well, the banner in the back organising that? We've got to have a banner so we can all run through it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it'll be a walkthrough, not a run. This weather update is thanks to the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, racing every Monday and Thursday night and every Wednesday and Sunday afternoon. Feel the adrenaline and get close to the action in the Paces and Chases Bar and Bistro. For more, visit brisgreys.com.au. Perth today, sunny a top of 29, Adelaide partly cloudy 21, Melbourne a possible shower 20, Hobart partly cloudy 20, Canberra mostly sunny 21, Sydney partly cloudy 22, Brisbane a shower 226. Now Paul, I haven't really been satisfied with your performance this week, perhaps that's the reason why you're being shown the door. Uh, <laughs> about, I'm in a position about my here. describing the weather for you. <laughs> I'm in a position here because I'm close to the window. Gee, it's a long way down, isn't it? Uh, to, to give a very, very accurate assessment of the Brisbane weather today, shower to, you know what, I think they're right. And you know how they normally say it's partly cloudy. It's full-on cloudy out there. Do you agree? Well, uh, no, because like, there's still tinges of blue there. Where? Well, to the to the right, if you look to, no, to the north. They're the lights. No, they're not above on, the, on the buildings. On the story bridge. That's, what story bridge? The, that one, where is it, over that way? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jared, there's somewhere. blue sky everywhere, but you've got your dark shades on or something. Andrew, please. <laughs> this is Google. the worst weather report you've done. <laughs> You're not allowed to say anything today. Uh, Townsville, mostly sunny, 31. Cairns, a possible early shower, 30. 
Darwin a shower or two, 32. Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 25. And in the bull today, cloudy, a top of 18. And as I said at the top of the show, out of respect for everybody who's participated uh, in this award-winning segment that re- really didn't win too many awards, <laughs> no focus town today. Everywhere's a focus town Well today. done, Jared. Yeah, I like that. Really like it. I think Andrew should bring the weather uh, yeah, website up, the bomb, for 7 o'clock because I, I was disappointed with that. You know what? We'll let him do it. <laughs> Okay. At seven. Thanks, Jared. It's good of you. On Radio Tab, this scoreboard update is thanks to Ambassador Travel. Experience the most iconic carnivals and racetracks around Australia with Ambassador's Racing Getaways. For more, visit ambassadortravel.com.au. I uh, watched go to the NRL last night. I'm glad you asked about that because uh, in an epic battle, South, the Outsiders uh, defeated Penrith 20 points to 18. What about the Europa League, Andrew? Well, just before I get to it, Jared, I just wanted to do a bit of warming up. Gold Coast, 25 showers. Sunshine Coast, 26 and showers. <laughs> now, to the Europa League, where half-time AS Roma and Feyenoord, it's a nil all. Royal Union SG from Belgium taking on Leverkusen, and it's in the 51st minute, and it's 2-0 to Leverkusen. So Royal Union SG, uh, not long in the Europa League, uh, having their trouble. Sevilla have just scored a goal against Manchester United in the 47th minute. Let's wait to see if there's any VAR there. But, uh, wow, it must have been a double header. It seems to be 2-0, Clarkie, all of a sudden, that uh, game between uh, Sevilla and Manchester United. And Sporting are playing Juventus at Sporting Lisbon, and that's one all in the 48th minute. Jared, uh, you, you said you wanted to say something uh, out of the 6 o'clock news, so it's all you. OK, well, this is going to be a little bit self-indulgent. And, Paul, there's every chance that you're going to be a tad embarrassed by what I'm about to say. So if you want to leave the room while I talk about you, feel free to. But Are you going to say n- nice things? I'm going to say a few <laughs> nice oh, things. Oh, thank you. No, and, I'll, I'll just, stay. And just tell the listeners how it is. But And I did mention this yesterday, but I wanted to do it uh, at the start of the show as opposed to at the finish, just to uh, give people a bit of an insight into how this works and how the team works, etc. But uh, And I know I've joked about it in the past, but it really is the Paul Sortel show. Um, and it's been interesting for myself, uh, watching on the sidelines, how you've come from being the producer or a part-time producer on the show with uh, Macca, etc. what, 12, 14 years ago, Paul? Yeah, 14, mate. Yeah, 14 years ago to obviously being... Um, uh, a, a co-pilot with Salty when that was on and when Salty left, well, it was a natural progression that you were going to take over and I was fortunate enough to be part of that uh, as, of course, uh, of recent times, Andrew, for the last, what, 18 months or two years. So um, whilst I know that you hate the turn, the Paul Sortel show, it really was your show because you were the driver. Just a little bit of an insight into uh, what goes on behind the scenes and I mentioned several of uh, several things about what you're what you're capable of and what you bring to the show yesterday. But in a nutshell, and bearing in mind that uh, I've been on the fringe of media in this particular industry, or media in general, for some 30 years, so I think I've got a pretty good grounding in, in what it does take and what it doesn't take to be able to do this. But I can tell you one thing. There's not too many people in media, radio media in this country, that can walk in and push any of these buttons. I mean, how daunting is it? 
having a look at that uh, control panel over there, knows what to do, um, can, can drive a show, can talk about any sport at all, any sport. This is the only sports show in Australia that covers every sport known to mankind. Deal with the guests, uh, etc. It doesn't just happen. Now, for those who are unaware, and I know how much time, actually I probably don't, but I, I can envisage how much time you put into the research. We get a bit of a run sheet through the day before, and I know from my point of view, I just tag along behind with the occasional question, but we get a guest on, and it could be anybody at all, and Paul's already done the research. I reckon he'd be able to tell what these people have had for breakfast. So much so is his research, and you can hear that when it comes on air. The other thing too, and I think this sets you aside from a lot of other people who uh, call themselves sports commentators or, or radio commentators in this country, Paul, is that you look at it from a listener's point of view. So it's pretty easy to get somebody on, I don't know, a coach or a player and say, oh, you know, you've got Carlton this week. How do you think you'll go? Oh, I think we'll win. Or, you know, you were beaten by five goals last week. Oh, yeah, that was disappointing. But you go the next step. You start to ask the questions or some insight into what the listeners don't know. And and that's what makes the show so entertaining. And the, the warmth that you bring to that, you can hear it in their responses. And the other thing, too, is you mix and match. Not only is it entertaining, <clears throat> entertaining and informative, but we, we, it's reciprocated from the other end. The people who come on invariably want to come back because they know they're not going to get carved up. And there's always something there that perhaps you didn't know before or it's a talking point, stuff that people talk about around the water cooler. So that's one thing about it. The other thing is, and I mean, I've got first-hand knowledge of this, it's not easy. Well, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard to do a remote uh, a remote second stringer, which is what I am. But, Paul, you make it so easy because sometimes if I struggle to ant- uh, ask a question, I mean, obviously there's a few sports that I'm no, no good at, rugby union, etc. you get a sense of that and you pick it up and you ask all of the questions. Um, and, you know, it, it takes the pressure off me. But more importantly, there's been times where I might not know what to say or something needs rectifying and you gently come in and address that. And, I mean, it's been it's been fabulous. The other thing is that over the past five or six months, obviously I haven't been around very often. And this this is the thing uh, the thing that comes comes probably closest to my heart that's now working properly again. There was hardly a day goes by in the last five or six months where uh, we didn't either get a phone call or a text off Paul to see how it was going. Now, there was various stages there where... I wasn't capable of talking or I was in hospital uh, for a fair bit. Linda would get the same call or the same message. And that's because you care uh, and that's because you're a mate. And whilst, okay, it's the end of the road today, um, let me say, and I think, I think I'm in a pretty good situation to be saying this, uh, that in the media in Australia, in the sports, and in particular sports betting arena, there's none better than you. Um, and whilst it's the end of the show today, the, the beauty of this is uh, that uh, myself and to, a, and to a degree Linda, we've got a great mate and that mateship is not going to end. So thanks, Paul. 
Uh, thanks, Jared. Yeah, Jared. Uh, well said. And if I could just add, I mean, I absolutely endorse everything as Jared has said, but uh, I'm different to you two blokes. I'm just a part-timer and a casual, so I finished sort of last Thursday. Uh, once I was told on Monday it was over, but out of respect for what Paul and Clarky do, I really wanted to come in today. Um, as a lawyer, I've seen over 35 years levels of competence in organisations ranging from absolutely appalling to excellent. Those two blokes are top of the tree excellent in any business I've had a look at. To have a two-hour show start at 5, a three-hour show start at 5.30 requires so much more work before 5.30, yeah. you wouldn't believe. And I didn't realise until I came here and saw what Clarkie and Paul do. It's uh, it's a matter of great respect I have for them, and they're excellent in what they do. It's not hard to get bagged in the media, as we know. I've never heard anybody bag Paul no. or, or Clark. Other than or, yourself, or, no. No, well, and as we know, a lot of that's <laughs> just been in jest. But, yeah. Uh, and so much respect out there, not only for, for the people as individuals, but also the show. So yeah. it's, been a, it's been a wonderful ride. Unfortunately, it finishes today, but... Uh, Friendships it. continue and memories they remain. They do. Thank you both very much for those comments. Uh, we'll close out the show with the four of us. Clark, you'll come in and, and join us as well. Just on that, Jared, it, it's easy to know the background on people when, when you're fed the information. Um, mm. Someone's coming on for the first time that you don't know anything about them. Oh, and yeah. Clarky yeah. will will have the uh, the stuff for me. But no, the, the, I'll, I'll finish out later with, with a few things I've got to say. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But for, for both of you, thank you very much for those very, very kind words. Because he's going the distance. He's going for speed. Well, our rugby correspondent for so many years is Mark McBain. He played test football for his country. He's a wallaby and he's a mate of ours and he's with us now. Macca, good morning. Good morning, boys. Very sad. Very, very sad about this. Um, look, it's uh, when I was told, Clark, he sent me a text the other day and told me about it. And I thought, well, it, you know, it means nothing to me. I can go back and hammer a few nails. Um, but it's just something that uh, I feel for you two guys. I really do. I just think. But, and and I concur with what uh, Jared just said. It was just uh, he, he couldn't have put it better. Some of the text messages that I get Sunday afternoon and you know Thursday night, and I think, Clarky, do you ever sleep? <laughs> um, you know, so all those sorts of things that come by. But I, I can't really remember. I haven't got a date when I started, but I think it's it's over 21 years I've been doing this. Jeez, right? is it? And. Um, it's just, and, and I don't know why, they just kept asking me back. So I must have been doing something right. But um, I remember Riggers, Graham Rigby, you know, first of all, he rang me first. And I remember doing things from Japan when I was coaching over there and um, all those things. And Richard Champion, um, the, you know, Peter Basaldas, John McCoy, who I spoke to during the week and we had a bit of a yarn about it and all those sorts of things. It was, you know, there's some really good people with Paul and Paul and James are just top class. They really are good people. And I just, I feel for it. Like it's, look, I've been there in in sport, been cut, been, you know, been sacked in, in that and it hurts. And I understand. And I I just feel for you. I, I think I'm thinking about you guys a lot during the week. And um, it's, it's just sad. It really really is. I don't know, you know, people make decisions, that's up to them. They they, they pay the bills um, and, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, who knows, but I, I think 
I've, I've had text messages today saying last day and all this sort of stuff from people that I know. I was actually talking to Charlie Earp the other day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the Sharks and, and coach. And Charlie said, well, oh, <laughs> the Sharks coach. Yeah. No, no. The Sharks coach. Wasn't he uh, Charlie Earp, the guy? Yeah, the uh, Sharks coach, not the Sharks yeah. coach. No, no, Greg Norman. Greg Norman. Yeah, Greg Norman. And he said he listens to you. Morning, Charlie. Um, you know, and, and just different people that, that, that listen to your show and, and enjoy enjoy the show. So um, it'll leave a big hole. The number of people, the tradesmen, the, the you know, the, the reps and, and all the different people that uh, listen to it, um, you would be amazed and be surprised. It's um, it's a great show, it really is, and it's a lot of fun to do it, and I wouldn't have done it um, if I didn't enjoy you guys and, and, and the, the company and the and um, my little part of just trying to promote rugby. So that was uh, that was that. So it's come to an end, but it's it's. Uh, I don't care about me. I, I just uh, I just think it's uh, very sad for you two guys. Mac, in those twenty-one years, and and that's some sort of an innings in itself. Have you ever ever said anything positive about New South Wales Waratahs? <laughs> ever. Um, um, I think I probably know the not. No, you, say you, 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 <laughs> probably you not. said you didn't mind Nick Farr Jones and uh, Simon Poitier were all right, and the, the big Skylab was it Steve Cutler? Oh, cuts, cuts, and those. Oh, look, the blokes I play with are terrific guys. They really are, and and look, they you know they're all right in their own their own way, but it's just uh, it's it's a rivalry. It's a bit like um, um, Union Brothers or whatever you, you know, whatever it is. It's just uh, it it's just something that you. Uh, um, you know, you play and and you want to beat, and the team you want to beat, and you want to see beaten, and then of course state of origin and all those sorts of things. It's sort of uh, it's ingrained in you as a kid. So I um, know, oh and, and it's all a bit of banter and all a bit of a laugh. And and um, whenever we play one another, we sort of have a crack at one another, and and then we have a beer after it, and that's what I enjoy. Macca, just uh, you mentioned Union Brothers. I reckon one of the first times I went out to Ballymore was uh, late 1970s, and Brothers won the Premiership sort of year in, year out, late 1970s, early 1980s. But you played in that incredible replayed grand final. Uh, you were part of the Brothers team, I'm sure, yep. and there was yep. 15 yep. internationals, you know, you know, and not bench players. There was Lone, there was Tony Shaw, there was Nightingale, there was McIntyre, Paul McLean. Can you remember yep. those? The first one was went into extra time and was drawn. They came back next Sunday. He came back next Sunday. It went into extra time and it went down to the last minute and I think Graham Noon might have kicked a yep. field goal. Un- unbelievable. No. Memories. I, I do remember that. I, I, I was 19 when oh, yeah? I played okay. that, those two grand finals, and I was uh, we played that, and I was dirty on myself because I didn't think I played too well in that first game. And then the second game, um, I, I, the nerves sort of got out of it. And I remember um, it was down to I think Graham Noon kicked it, kicked it, and got it got clear. And had we and we got a penalty in front of the post. Mm. Um, and um, we could have drawn the we could have drawn the, the, the thing. And, and Tony Shaw said, "Nah, we're going <laughs> to kick it. We, we're going to score a try, and we didn't score. Okay. So we made a decision not to not to have a draw. We we made a decision to try and go for the, and everyone backed him. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't score the score the try. But uh, oh, that brings back a yeah, lot of memories. memories. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, no, that was a that was a lot of fun back in those days. Believe me. 
Maka, it's been an absolute privilege having a wallaby on our show each and every week. You, you cover all the local stuff in the Super Rugby. You watch all the test matches. You love the game, and we've loved having you on. And one thing, Maka, you've been authentic. And we asked you about your concussions once, and you were so open and honest about it, and people love you for it, mate. We're going to miss you, but no, you and I will catch up very soon. You, you and I yeah, and Clark, sure. we, 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 we can... Go to the can bar when Ballymore reopens. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds all right. Down to the creek. The only... Yeah, let's get there. Good Boys, on you, the man. Only problem the only problem I've got is that I haven't got the excuse of having to watch all the rugby now. The, <laughs> yes. the boss will have, have some. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble. I've got, I, might just say, I might just tell her that the radio show's still on. Yeah, that's right. Mrs. Yeah. McVeigh won't know. Good on you, Maggot. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right, Paul. Good on you, thank you, and, uh, and I, I feel for you. And congratulations on everything you've done. You've you, you've been terrific. You really have all of you fellas there, and um, yeah, a lot of respect for what you've done. Good on you. Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Maka. Mark McBain. There, probably the uh, the toughest bloke yeah. that to play rugby union for Australia. The smallest hooker going round, and he was as tough as anything. It was teak, wasn't he? Well, I yeah. didn't follow rugby union being a Victorian, but I know since since I came here. And everybody says the same thing. but And you're right about being authentic. He's terrific on, oh, on the show a couple absolutely. of times a week. Steve Hewlett will join us next. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Stephen Hewlett joins us now from Racing HQ. Stephen, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We Pretty don't good. have to fight over the copier machine anymore. I've got it to myself now. How about that? All those reams of paper, all that paper, Paul. I'm going to have it to myself you, you now. You have no idea, um, Stephen and I. We print so many stories. Steve prints out all this form, and I yeah. print it. And I know they record. You know, you have to swipe your card, so yeah. everyone's recorded. And I think Stephen and I would probably be responsible for 80% of the printing no doubt. on this floor. Yeah. Well, in the job that you both do, you need the hard copy in front of you. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't like. I, I like actually, you know, so do I, having yeah. and and, and well, you write notes and stuff on it as you as you print it out too, don't you? Um, so, Stephen, it's our last show. Yeah, uh, you've been a great supporter of us. You came on every every morning to bring us up to speed with the racing news. Stephen would often come in. I'd be working behind the desk, and Steve would come in with a coffee. Some mornings you'd have a big conversation. Others mornings, Steve would have the blinkers on. He'd be chasing <laughs> William Haggis or, or yeah. someone from yeah. interstate yeah. making we'll phone around. calls. Yeah. Yes. Look, Paul, a couple of great memories of, of yourself and just the way you've, you know, as Jared said and, and the comments this morning, how you've just morphed into a wonderful broadcaster, so to speak. And I don't know, you'd remember it. I remember it very well. It was a winter's morning. Um, there was a big broadcast. It was an anniversary of radio stations. Or Digi amazing. It was the launch of digital. I know what you get digital the story. Radio. It was digital Correct. radio. Yeah, and that was, what, 15, 14, 15 years ago? We are in the Brisbane city there outside the casino in a grassed area. Yeah. And I was standing there waiting to go on with, I think, John McCoy and Richard Champion at the time. And you came up next to me, and I didn't know you from a bar of soap, and you had the little ki your kids with you, or certainly one of them. I had my eldest daughter, who is now 24. Daughter. Yeah, mm. how old was she at the time? Uh, 10, and you yeah. bought her a sausage roll. <laughs> yeah, and you just said, oh, I'm Paul, and I listened to the program religiously, and you were just in awe of you know, John McCoy and the broadcasters at the time and what we did, and you wouldn't believe it. Um, you know, just a few years later, you were there behind the microphone yourself. So what you've been able to achieve... 
um, with not having, you know, cut your teeth through that that radio in the really young days as well. It, it's quite incredible. And as Jared said, I'm I'm involved in the racing industry, and even that is consuming for me, you know, to try and just stay in touch with the thoroughbreds and a little bit of harness, a little bit of greyhounds as well along the way. That's a full-time job for me. So how you can absorb, you know, rugby league, AFL, rugby union, basketball, hockey, golf, whatever, I don't know how you do it because I, I find it's a full-time job for me, just racing uh, only. So, yeah, well done to you. You've done a, a marvellous well, job. Thank you, Stephen. And, you know, I've watched the sports program, you know, over the years, like I remember how it all started, you know, when we were at 4BC and the racing used to sort of take a back seat and then a guy called Ian Brazasco, he said, let's set up our own radio station and slammed his hand down on the desk. I'm sick of paying 4BC. Let's buy our own licence. And he bought 4OP, the licence at the time because a lot of AMs went to FM and 4IP was left on the shelf, so to speak. So the license was going cheap. And and the music, we used to play music in the morning before the races. Paul J. Turner, who was a well-known DJ in Brisbane, used to spin some records in the morning and then the racing coverage would start. Mm. And then, of course, you know, the, the sports show materialised and formed. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a... Just, you know, even me learning about different sports as well, just listening to you guys before I come on air. So it, it has been a wonderful journey. You should be very proud. The whole team should be proud. Yourself, James, and Andrew, yourself, and, and everyone along the way. Graham Rigby, and I was almost going to do the weather in Graham Rigby's voice. Can you do the riggers for us? I, I love um, to. Light to moderate southeast to easterly winds oh, with missing, some Jared. chance of precipitation in the afternoon. He's yeah. a funny so, man, riggers. Oh, he's a ripper. Now, for Andrew's benefit, he loved your, your some of your racing terminology. Oh, Andrew, was it hangs like, like granny's too? Oh, that was a favourite. Yeah. Uh, Eats mud was a favourite. But I think my all-time favourite. They're, they're just saying yeah. to hear every day. Oh, Jared yeah. would have heard him for 100 years while he was bookmaking in the early days. and. That's some right. of those tracks, it's yeah. just something, and it's in your head. You know, um, was often when he says at home, she goes, oh, where, where does, what does that mean? And, you know, it's just something <laughs> that we're just fluent in, in racing terminology. It just comes out, doesn't it? That's great. Mm. That's gone. That, that next generation don't know what you're talking about. I say some things and my kids say, what's that mean? Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of different sort of... But it's going to be a bit different for me sitting out the back in the mornings. Yeah, it'd be lonely for you, man. And carry on mm. and... Talk about nonsense just, and just, small talk. Just, and just before you go, uh, I've got to tell you about a story with Stephen and I. One morning we were sitting out there and it was dead silence. I can tell you, I mean dead silence because we're both working away. Mm. And Stephen says to me, you know, you're just like me. You, you, you chatter away to yourself and you don't even know you're doing it. I thought, I didn't say a word there, Stephen. <laughs> you read the hearing voices. And then I realised that. Maybe he was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we are a bit eccentric. You usually are when you're doing things at 4 a.m. Stephen, thank you for supporting the show. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's oh, got to be something yeah. for oh. us tomorrow. And you know what? I'm going to surprise you. I've actually got the race number. All right. First and, time and ever. It's taken him 22 years to get it and right. And the venue. <laughs> Beg your pardon? And the venue. And the venue. First wow, time ever. we finally got through. You've done it, Jerry. finally got through. <laughs> it took First until last show. Yeah. Look, I'm coming out with Elberk um, uh, in Brisbane, race three, number five. He just looked well-placed under these conditions. Rousseau is in the same race. They met the other day. He was excellent as well, but he's got a lot more weight. And this horse maps to get a perfect run. He's unbeaten at a mile, one for one. Uh, Brian Smith's got some big plans for him uh, during the, the winter carnival, and I think he gets the right run, and he 
he fights at the finish. He was terrific in a sprint home race the other day to, to run second. He would have won in a few more bounds. Just looks a perfect race for him. Albert, $2. race three five, yeah, two dollars ninety. Particularly keen on him and Brizzy. Now, mm. just uh, yeah, you'll be starting a little bit later as of Tuesday morning, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. So yeah. nine till till noon. Uh, but your Saturday will be the same. Correct. Yeah, we start at six thirty on a Saturday morning. Anzac Day, by the way, we've got a Saturday format. But um, so that's next Tuesday, by the way. So day one, you don't start at nine o'clock. You start <laughs> at six. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So nine, we just have the interviews. Will will remain the same. We still have an hour of interview content mm-hmm. from nine till ten, and then in our selections. And basically, yeah, it's just that we start a little bit later. But all that same content is going to be um, in Racing HQ going forward. Thanks for this morning, Stephen. And thank you for, well, for, for helping everybody. me out over the years, mate. Yeah, thank uh, you. So what about yeah. John McCoy? My memories of talking about UK racing and. Yeah, uh, I'd always have to watch Royal Ascot replays because I know he'd hit me with all these <laughs> weird questions. <laughs> He'll join us later in the morning. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. There he is, Stephen Hewlett. It is a sad day for us. It's the last day of the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. As of Monday morning, it'll be the big sports breakfast from Sydney, Jared Middleton, Michael Clark, and Laurie Daly. And one thing that I said this morning is going to make it sad for me. We've developed this this uh, friendship with the Brisbane Lions. It, it happened a number of years ago, and they weren't travelling too well at the time. But Danny Daly, their general manager of football, he was an assistant coach at the time. He'd come on each week. Didn't matter whether they won or lost, still the same now. Andy, join us. We've built up this fantastic partnership. There is no radio show that had the access to the Brisbane Lions or an AFL team. No one else in the country has it. And, Andrew, that day out at Springfield was, was great, absolutely sensational. Yeah. And, and I'm happy to say Danny Daly, I call him a mate, and he's with us for the last time this morning. Morning, Danny. Good morning, boys. Mate, uh, uh, we've just got to thank you for the support you've, you've given us over the years and, and the access to the Brisbane Lions players and the club itself and all the insights you've given us. Oh, no, I've got to thank you guys. It's, um, it's just a pretty sad day. And I was listening to Jared and Mark before and they, uh, they spoke brilliantly and uh, my sentiments exactly. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. I got to work yesterday after you guys sort of spoke about it yesterday. I reckon I would have had 25 people from the footy club come and ask me the question as to why, so I probably should have done a whole uh, club meeting about it, to be honest with <laughs> you. And then, and, then and then I go to uh, my son's under-13 jumper presentation at Wynnum Vikings last night, and I, I got railroaded by about six other people asking me, so it just goes to show you guys had a, um, a massive network of listeners out there, and, um, you know, we were, uh, we were very fortunate, and I was fortunate some six or seven years ago that, um, you know, we were we were down the bottom of the barrel, and... You guys gratefully took us on and spoke to us every week, and we spoke about our 100-point losses for the first year every week. Um, and you've been part of our journey, so it's, it's a really sad day for for us and no doubt for you guys. So I can't thank you and, and Paul and Jared and, and everyone else there enough. Um, I'm going to have to find a new radio station to listen to now, aren't I? <laughs> Danny, it's a two-way street. I mean, uh, and one thing Paul did touch on, particularly in those days when the lines weren't going as well as what they have been, in either the past or right now, that you know you were the first one to answer the phone and come on every week, and you didn't sugarcoat it. You basically explained what it is. But tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think the beauty of of the contributors that we've had down through the years is that anybody that came on, okay, you were you were up for a little bit of criticism, but you weren't carved up like some people in the media just out there for a headline. And 
And I think a lot of that falls, uh, falls back onto whoever we had in control, uh, you know, Salty and then obviously Paul of recent times. When you came on Radio Tab, you knew that, uh, you know, we were, we were here for your club, as were the listeners, but we weren't going to carve you up. 100%, mate. Um, it's one of the great things about coming on on this show is that you knew exactly what you were going to be asked and there were fantastic questions. And even the players, when they uh, they came on, I'd, I'd always ask them how they they felt they went and they just loved the fact that the questions they got asked were, were really good questions and good football questions. Um, they weren't coming from a place where they were trying to probably make the players say something that they should have and create a, another story. Um so, you know, our players and myself love coming on the show for that reason. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, it's all part of the journey. And one thing, um, you know, I like to dream as well. And I'd like to think that one day we're hopefully going to win a premiership. And on my to-do list was to bring the Premiership Cup into Radio TAB because you guys have been part of the journey. And um, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But what I will say is if we're lucky enough to win one, I'll be inviting you guys down to uh, the club to make sure you, uh, you're you part of the celebrations with us because you're... Um, you no doubt were part of our journey and you were there from the start when we were when we were pretty crap. Um but now we've become a, a pretty a pretty good football club and um you know, I appreciate everything you guys have done for us. It's been enormous. Well I'm glad you said that, Danny, because uh, I've watched firsthand and I know every time you come on, Paul is excited to talk to you and I don't think I've seen him as excited as when he was out at Springfield there at the Brighton Homes Arena. He just loved it. He loved every part of it. And this morning he said, oh, one of the big disappointments is that I'm not going to be there at the end of the season to see how the Lions go. So if they do win, make sure you get him along, <laughs> whatever you I'll be do. There. He'll be there. He'll All be right. camping there, actually. I, I can guarantee you, boys, one thing. Um, you'll be there. Hopefully, I'm still there. Um, uh, <laughs> You'll be there. Your face is right-hand man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I can guarantee you that. Um, That's great. 100%. 100%. Denny, and uh, because of you, you you gave us a lot of young talent on the show, guys that hadn't done any media before. This is where they made their debut. And we got to learn about some young blokes that we didn't know too much about. And, and when they came on, you'd then, you know, Saturday night, you'd sit down and you'd focus. They, they became our men. You'd focus on those mm. lads, yeah, and, look at them, wouldn't you? Yeah. and and it, it was absolutely sensational. And you got crook a few years ago, and you were very honest and, and spoke about it. And again, we said use the word authentic with Mark McBain, and you're exactly the same, mate. And whether you're on air or whether we come and meet you in person, you are how you are. And because of you, you, you need to be happy with this. You have made a difference about AFL in Queensland mm. by coming on this show. Oh, look, I appreciate that, but, um, you know, I'm only a small fish in a big pond, but um, I'll do my part, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to leave a little bit of a hole in, in my life, the 6.45am to 7am time slot every Monday morning, and, and unfortunately, I'm a bit of an emotional beast, which uh, can be a good thing sometimes, but also a bad thing, so it's, um, yeah, it's a bit sad this morning, and, yeah, it's... Um, but I appreciate, again, what you, the words you say, but um, I'm only as good as the people that interview me and the people that want me on their show. And, uh, um, yeah, it's like a, a little bit of me has been lost today. But, it, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have got, you know, bigger bigger issues in terms of what you guys are going to do. But Radio TOB's loss is someone else's gain, I can guarantee you that. So um, I wish you guys all the best. Thanks, Danny, for those very kind words, mate. We're supporting you. Uh... When you run, when you take on the field, take to the field every weekend. Now you know we're still behind you. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, make sure we uh, keep in touch. But um, 
again, it gives me uh, it gives me more um, motivation to win this premiership now. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Danny. Thanks, Danny. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks, boys. Um, yeah, have a great day. See you, Danny. There he is, Danny Daly. Uh, truly, truly a great bloke, and he gave us access that day, Andrew. I wish you had been there, Jared, to the news. I oh, know at yeah. Springfield. It, it is. It is 10 out of 10. Yeah. And he took... Andrew had to, unfortunately, go to work, and he took me through everything, every single thing that was there. The other thing about Danny is he's so brutally honest, and I know at various stages, in particular last year and even in the off-season, where you know, he shared a few things with us and the listeners, obviously felt comfortable doing that, but became headlines later in the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, we know Johnny Ralph was listening to what was being said. That's right. Yeah. Remember about the Lockie Neal situation? Yeah. That, yeah. that story was effectively all Danny said. He's mm. not going anywhere. He's got a contract here. Yeah. So, jeez, uh, uh, I hope they get a flag. Mm. And, and I'll be there. Don't worry when it comes back in. Mm. We'll all well, have to we go. We thought it would happen anyway with the signings from this year, and we saw the first signs of it, I reckon, last week. It's just starting to gel. I think you're right, Okay, Jared. You think so, Jared? Because you know so. your AFL. Good. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd sort of... Bit fifty-fifty about them up until last week, but having that forward line function—that's key. So they're back. Okay. Well, there is a no more passionate NFL fan than Phil Hurden. He's been doing this show for about twenty years. He just kept coming back year after year. I'd been speaking to him for about ten years, and finally got to meet him. <laughs> At the casino on the Gold Coast before a Super Bowl outside broadcast. And it's fantastic that Phil is able to join us for our last show today. And he's down the line now. Phil, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, what a day. I'm, I'm, look, when the NFL season rolls around again, there's going to be a mighty big hole in it. Um, and what's going to get me up at 6 o'clock on a morning to talk to you guys now? Yeah, that that's true, um, and you have been here, I don't know how many years, Phil, but it does seem like an eternity, but obviously you were an NFL correspondent, but football, Sandful, etc. come finals time, you were an integral part of the show then as well. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm just a, a big fan who's passionate about a few sports that you've let on and sound like an expert for 20 plus years, and... Sometimes I felt like I faked it at times, um, but uh, you know you've allowed me on and really treated me with great respect throughout. And hopefully we've had a bit of fun, few winners for the listeners along the way, and um, thank you for letting me be part of what's going to be. I know for you guys a, a very emotional day and a sign off of. For me, uh, you have produced such a wonderful sports show that remarkably makes sport the focus, and and that's going to be a big loss as well. Well, Phil, we know you're a great Green Bay Packers fan. Any similarities between Aaron Rodgers and Paul that you can tell us about? <laughs> well, it's a different haircut, I can tell you that much. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm a, I'm a bit more disappointed in this than I will be if Aaron finally uh, walks the plank and, and disappears uh, from, from Green Bay. And I guess my one disappointment, well, there's always disappointments with this, but I was hoping August next year I get to go to Green Bay and I was thinking one of the big highlights is going to be ringing you guys yeah. and doing a match report live from Lambeau. Not to be... Um, but it doesn't, um, you know, cover what's been a wonderful, I think, 22 years. Is that right? Um, about, the about the Olympics, I think, uh, Graham Riggers rang me up, um, and we just thought, let's just see how it goes for this year. And as you said, it just 
year after year after year. Many games, many Super Bowls, many great memories. Phil, I know from a personal perspective, I mean, I'm what you'd call probably a recreational NFL follower, but I know uh, from my own point of view and obviously a lot of the listeners, and that's that's why we have you on, but at the end of the day, you know, Radio Tab, obviously uh, there's a, a small concentration of betting, but the thing that I liked about you and your information was you had a really good feel for what the prices should be and where the value was, and that's what I'm always looking out for, and of course some, some wonderful insight into the game itself, but... Unfortunately, that's going to be lost um, now that you're gone. But uh, you know, thank you for so many winners that you found me and also the listeners well, for the last couple of decades. Yeah, morphing with that has been the way NFL's been adopted by the Australian public. I mean, I was just a weirdo back in the <laughs> yeah. 80s following this American gotcha. game yeah. that no one could follow, understand. And now the Super Bowl in Australia is such a a massive event uh, that everybody tends to get into. And the sport, at least, has that level of acceptance at the NFL level. And, yet, absolute highlight was uh, trying to break you through security, Jared, at four in the morning down at the oh, Gold Oh, I remember that now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they let Andrew in, they let Paul in, they let Clark in, they let me in. But with you, Jared, it was... I oh, couldn't get in. <laughs> I looked around the corner. <laughs> That's it. And it is absolutely wonderful to be able to talk to you one last time live on air today. Phil, just a quick one. How did you get to the show? Was, was it Graham Rigby that, that found you? or how did, Who yeah, was it? Um, I, um, I had been involved in Gridiron Queensland as their media guy, so I had sort of a few different contacts. And Graham said, oh, we, need a, we need a Gridiron guy who's involved um, locally. And I got a call. I'd moved back to Adelaide like within months. And, uh, yeah, oh, and I would never say no to coming on air and talking about sport. And, yeah, that's 23, 24 years ago. Can I just give you one quick story about the You were talking about how the NFL has grown. In the mid-90s, it would have been 94 or 95. You remember Don Lane? That, oh, uh, he the was American, the man, I think, transformed it a lot. The American Tonight, uh, Tonight Show host in, in Australia obviously made his name with Bert Newton. Well, he, he gave me a call. In when I was at Centibet in Alice Springs, and he, so we got talking. We had a lot of conversations over the next few months, or actually twelve months or so. And he said, "Ah, oh, he said, uh, I don't know whether you know who I am. Well, obviously I did." He said, "I think there's a market in Australia for NFL. Uh, I'm trying to get NFL mm. shown into okay. Australia." Yep. And he said, "I think you know maybe we could do something together and start to bet on NFL, which was something we'd never really thought mm. about." So, and obviously it's got to where it is now. Um, American sports is such a major portion of our business. Actually, NBA is the biggest sport Mm. that Tab bets on. And, you know, NFL's not far away from it. Obviously, it's different because the season is a whole lot shorter. But, you know, from a personal point of view, given that I've got access to what people bet on and numbers and and you see the instantaneous bets that come through when people tip, Mm. when yourself, uh, Phil, and others come on and tip, we see the bets start to roll in straight away. So it's definitely had an impact, firstly, on NFL in this country, but secondly, and probably more importantly, although most people might not care, the business itself. Mm. Thank you. Phil, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you uh, yeah, as, as our NFL correspondent. And you did a lot of work with the SA NFL as well uh, over the years. Baseball, yeah. Yeah, uh, baseball as well. It's been a terrific ride, mate. We really appreciate that. All the best, and I, we, we will miss you uh, uh, from Lambeau. But Andrew, we'll be thinking of Phil. We will. If the Green Bay Packers 
I'll be looking in the Did crowd you, to yeah, see if yeah, I can yeah, see him. If, if, if we win the yeah, Super Bowl. Like a big sign held up high, yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Yeah, Thank you, Phil. Uh, been a wonderful journey. Thank you for the platform. And for each and every one of you, uh, all the best wherever life takes you. Thanks, mate. There he is, Phil Hurd, now NFL correspondent, who has been a, a fantastic contributor over the years. This is the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. It's our last show today. As of Monday morning, I'll be the big sports breakfast going national with Jared Middleton, Michael Clark, and Laurie Daly. And Andrew, I, I know you took a real shine to our, our next correspondent, uh, uh, basketball in this country. He's a man who has made a difference to his code in this well, in this country. absolutely. And uh, when somebody was talking to me about coming onto this show, one of the real attractions for me was the opportunity to speak to Body. And uh, I also thought if, thought if I can get 5% of his defamation defence work, I'll be retired in a couple of years too. Uh, but he's on the line now, I understand. G'day, Body. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, fellas. And, and I appreciate all you said, but uh, you, you've uh, overlooked the fact that I gave you terrific coverage of marbles and also, also of bocce. So, yeah, you know, true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not just a one-trick pony here. <laughs> not at all. No, look, it's been a great pleasure to be on the program. Um, obviously, sad to see it go, but uh, it's been 20 years of my life, and, and I look forward to getting up at various times during daylight saving or, or, or normal, regular times to sort of be on the program. It's, it's been a wonderful experience. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and always look forward to it. Body, out of the hundreds and hundreds of messages that we received yesterday, and we're well on the way to eclipsing that today, it was interesting that a handful uh, sent through and singled you out, saying that um, whilst they weren't basketball fans before, particularly the NBL, not so much the NBA, but the NBL, however, uh, having you on the show with your interesting outlook on it and obviously knowing the, the sport inwards or backwards and uh, forwards, what you bore to it, and they started to not only follow it, but have a, mm. the occasional bet on it as well. So, you know, it, it's all what the show was about. That, that humbles me, and it's an amazing thing to hear. Um, I, during my writing career, I, some people said that to me too, which was always the highest compliment I could receive, that they didn't really follow basketball, but they started reading what I was writing, and they really enjoyed it, and therefore followed it and, and became um, lovers of the sport, which is an amazing thing, and to hear this again is definitely humbling and, and very uh, emotional for me, to be honest. I've got to tell you, Body, back in the day when I was the producer of the show, I remember a former co-host, Richard Champion, asking uh, uh, some details for you, and I handed your name to him on a piece of paper and your phone number. He said, no, 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 I want Body Nodger's phone number. What, what is this? Yeah, well, I've had a lifetime of explaining it. Yeah. Did you ever think about actually... Changing it by Depol to how it sounds phonetically? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Might be a bit uh, late, but that's what I'd do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's sort of, it's going to be pointless now that I, I, the radio program's gone. So, <laughs> yeah. now, but if you had just mentioned that a little while ago, but, but then, you know, if it, it was spelled N-O-D-G-E, you know, then, then I couldn't have done what I did on the program a couple of years ago where I came on one morning 
and so it was uh, International Indoor Show in an Ethnic Day. And I, 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 I did the whole program going, Hello, boys. Very good to speak to you. I, uh, yeah, I think you were all waiting for when you're going to stop. And, and I didn't. I did the whole <laughs> sequel like that, really. I laughed my tits off, I must admit. When I, when, I, when I hung up, you let me get away with it. So, yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I, look, I wish everybody at the program nothing but continued success in whatever you, you do in the future. Body, how did you get to, to get to the show? Did, did It seems as though Riggers found all these people out about 20 years ago. Is that how yeah. how he found yeah. you somehow? Absolutely. Out of the blue, he, he rang me. Um, I think it was I'm, – I'm pretty sure I was at work. So he, he rang the newspaper and, and obviously they put him straight through to me. So, well, I wasn't hard to find. And he just introduced himself, put it to me what I like to do, a 10-minute segment every week. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd be thrilled to do it because, to me, we, we were just a couple of guys having a conversation. And the difference between that and a normal conversation was that there was the potential to be, you know, thousands, millions upon millions of listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which there was sure. recent times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be happy if we got it to double figures. Let's, let's, let's go with millions. But yeah, it was always a segment that was was fun to do. And um, you know, he said he just said just just I said well, what do you want me to do? He said just talk basketball for ten minutes and just be yourself. And that was that was his big mistake. Oh, he, didn't know, he didn't know you then when he said that. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. you know what? It, it works. Uh, it works because. Not only is this show uh, informative, but, you know, we rely on, on the people that we get on, the contributors, to be entertaining, and that was certainly one thing that was never lacking from your segments, Body. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because it was, you know, I did, often I would just be coming straight out of bed, you know, washing the face, <laughs> have a quick gargle and go, okay, well, what's happening? So, you know, I felt like I was in a dream state. <laughs> Buddy, you'll have, to, you'll have to let us know if you ever get your driver's licence. You'll have to get the message through somehow. <laughs> Is it a possibility? <laughs> well, I, I've, been, I've been seriously looking at and admiring scooters. <laughs> and and I, can see them, you know, I can see myself on a scooter with, uh, with a big sort of white lamp coat yeah. on and, and helmet with a little sort of uh, I don't know I just I can't see myself on a scooter chatting around yeah yeah but if you're gonna if you're gonna ride a scooter I've got some mail for you this is not from a personal use only from what I see driving around please wear dark clothes it makes it easier to hit them and, and uh, staying between the white lines don't worry about that they're only there as a guide only and go as fast as you can <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be the one with the with the helmet that has a little propeller on it. Yeah. <laughs> Body, before we before we let you go, we've got to talk about the book you wrote about your your family and growing up in Australia. Uh, Andrew, you I know you got into it straight away. You yep. absolutely loved it. It was such a personal account uh, of your life, Body, and there was so much that surprised me. I suppose you make assumptions about. Well, I did about you know, you know your mum and dad coming over from yep. war-torn Europe and how hard it would have been, but it, it, how they assimilated, assimilated into Australia and found a love of so many different things and became Aussies almost immediately. And I'm not saying that from a, a racist yep. point of view. I just loved it, and, and it changed what I thought. Yeah, well, um, I was, then when I look back on it, I was 
dazzled at how clever they were. And, and where we lived, we had lots of fruit trees. Mum had lots of vegetables growing. We had a chicken coop, so we had fresh eggs in the morning because we only had Dad's salary. And at that first stage, there was 11 of us. There was Mum and Dad, uh, my, my seven brothers and sisters and Grandma. And not only was he you know, feeding the family or doing the work. Um, he was sending money back home to relatives in Hungary who were doing it very hard. So how he managed to do that on, on a single wage is a, a source of uh, admiration and, and confusion to me because, wow, you know, I, I don't know how, I just don't know how he did that. So, yeah, they, they were very much about maintaining their Hungarian traditions, but assimilating into Australia, this is, we're going to be good Australians. And that's how we were all brought up. And so hopefully, fingers crossed, we've been good Australians. We certainly have tried to be. Uh, he would have been so happy with the uh, the nickname Jared gave you than the Hungarian death hatter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to have a nickname. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure he would. I'm sure my father would have grinned from ear to ear. <laughs> Had he been alive to hear that? I mean, obviously he, he didn't pass away 20 years ago, so he did have the opportunity to, to hear the program a few times. But at that stage, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't. He wasn't with us when I got the nickname. Let me put it that way. So, so uh, yeah, I, I never got to have that chat with him because he would have translated it into Hungarian <laughs> and, and insisted that you know yeah, it'd be a Hungarian <laughs> nickname. Yeah. You have been a great asset for this show. We've loved every minute of it, yep. of it Body. Uh, thank thank you, you so much, mate, and we'll catch up again soon. I look forward to that, guys, and, and all the best for all of you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Body. There he is, Body Nodge, joining us on the last show of the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. got a message from one of our great contributors from many years ago, Steve Ricketts, who mm. was one of the best rugby league yep. writers. He knows everything about rugby league. Absolutely everything. And he was, he's one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. He loves rugby league. And when he gave his, his journalism away, mm. he has listened to the show every day. And that's, uh, that's made me really happy because I thought, you know, when Macca wasn't here, Steve would find something else, but he still continued to listen. And he just reminded me of some of the, the on-air stouches he'd have with Champs mm. because Champs came from a complete yeah. AFL background and Steve would put forward, you know, what was happening in the world of rugby league and Champs would ask, I don't want to be disrespectful, but some very uneducated questions he put them <laughs> to Steve and he handled them very, very well. But uh, he, he was a great... Ad- contributor for many, many years, mm. and he's a great rugby league historian. Historian, yeah, absolutely, still does it. Um, a really good man, good good sporting man, you know. Now, Andrew, just something you said to Body there mm. uh, when you approached mm. to come and do this job, and mm. we'll talk more about that later, because as we know, you, you, you have a full-time gig as, as a, a lawyer, you have your own law firm. Rumpole, Rumpole <laughs> and family. Well, I still think he's more like Rake. <laughs> But this is this is your hobby. But you, you said Dave Salmon came to you, and, and you, one of the reasons you said you you wanted to get in, and get to know Body Knight. Yeah, I did. I wanted to uh, have the opportunity to speak to Body because I was a listener bef- long before I was a presenter, and I'm a listener even when I'm presenting. So the days I'm not on, I listen. So for me, it's a sad day as a listener, um, uh, but as a presenter, Body was one of the attractions, as was Leo Schlink because I think uh, Leo Schlinker will speak to him in the not-too-distant future, is as good as there is in Spot terms on. of journalism. Spot on. 
uh, and they were two that uh, really attracted me, and I loved the show, and I loved the contributors. And I think what I really loved about it was the, I mean, because they were the regular voices, you had the warmth of the sort of family feel. You knew the blokes, but then you also had the new blokes, you know, the new star who'd played a good game, the new boxer who was about to have a fight. So you had a bit of both. You had uh, the warmth, uh, you know, the old comfortable sloppy Joe you'd put on at a barbecue with your regulars plus the new ones. And I didn't realise on top of that what a snappy show it is. You know, ten minutes here, two ads, ten minutes there, got to get off now, five minutes here, five minutes there. It's wonderfully done and a great credit to you and Clarky. It's, uh, it certainly has been a wonderful ride. And, and I, I won't share too many. Uh, Clarky and I have had a number of dis- discussions this week, and we've had a lot of laughs about a few things, but we were talking just the other day. There was a boxer, and we couldn't remember his name. He was beaten by Michael <laughs> Zarafa. And for some reason, we couldn't get him on, so we had to do a, a pre-record. And we were lucky that we did the pre-record, because the, what he said about Zarafa after he punched his head in with a few explosives, we would have been in uh, huge was, trouble. He was but, great. There it wasn't was too many of those, though, down through the years, was there? And, and actually, I know you've got that Stevie button. Sparks. Was it Stevie Sparks? I can't remember. Uh, he was, was a Toomba fella, I think. No, this was uh, a, another bloke. He was yeah. going to punch his head in, wasn't he? And then in the interview after the fight, he said, oh, no, he punched my head in. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of what he sort said. Of what he said. <laughs> so we haven't had to worry about the dump button no? down through the years. We've been I, lucky. I have pressed the dump button once. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yes. And it was because of something one of our guests during the next hour who mm. will join us? Uh, he said one one Saturday morning, got a bit tongue-tied <laughs> with Ben Hunt's name. Okay, ah. so uh, he will join us next. Now, this is the final edition of the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Paul Sawtell, Jared Daffy, and Andrew Cordes with you. A lot of guests coming up next hour: Nicole Thomas, Bart Sinclair, Robert Crash Craddock, John McCoy, Peter Pasoltis, Brent Reed, and Leo Schlink. Well, I've just picked a grovelling Andrew Cordes up <laughs> off the floor, dragged him up. He wants his moment in the sun. Go for it, Andrew. Beautifully said, Jared. Moment in the sun during the weather. I like that. And look, I think the bomb's having a lend of us, Jared. They know it's our last show because Perth, morning smoke, then sunny. What? Is smoke a weather event? We've been through this before. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. That, that's, it's not. that's just silly. They've just changed that. Yes, they have to take a lend of us, and yeah. uh, they're poking their tongue out at us. But uh, we'll soldier on no matter what. It'll get to 29 in Perth once that smoke clears, or once that barbecue finishes, whatever it was. Adelaide, partly cloudy, a top of 21. Welcome and goodbye to our Adelaide listeners. Uh, they've been great fun, haven't they? There's uh, been so many yeah. of them, hasn't we? We're just yeah. looking at the, the numbers of messages. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, us, uh, us smaller states, if I can put it that way, Queensland, South Australia, we've got to stick yeah, together I'm against the born to rule mentality. That's why we've got gather round and magic round. Absolutely. Yeah. Cop that. Okay. Adelaide, <laughs> partly cloudy, 21. Melbourne, possible, Melbourne, possible shower, 20. Hobart, partly cloudy, 20. Canberra, partly cloudy, a maximum of 21. Sydney, possible shower, a top of 22. Showers tomorrow, showers on Sunday. Have you ever seen anything like the weather in Sydney, Jared, with all this rain? No, I'm glad I don't live there. Yeah, it's truly bizarre. Uh, Brisbane. Why would you live there? Well, yes. I don't know. It does have some physical attributes to it, uh, the, the harbour yeah. and uh, opera house. Oh, they, they go all right. <laughs> yeah, I think the SCG looks all right too. Uh, yeah, yes. I'm not 100% behind you there, yeah. but uh, the sentiment I get, Jared, no doubt about it, uh, possible shower 22, Brisbane a shower or two, a top of 26, peer out at the Aperture Ball for one of the last times and tell me what you see. Well, the weather might be quite bad. Andrew, because I can't see the Story Bridge. Oh, no. No. As Jared said, he doesn't see the Story Bridge. Is that Mount Cutha? Yes. 
And that's Suncorp Stadium. Well, I can see yes. that. Yes. And those things up there, that's just wispy cloud. Yeah. And if you look just over there, there's the Opera House, Cherub. That's, uh, <laughs> it's over the back of those hills. <laughs> oh, a, I think it's like a nice-looking day outside. I tell you what, I'm potting a shower or two. Are you? I know that's yeah. what they're claiming, but I'm potting that. Yeah, well, when you get down the coast, there might be some showers. Jared, you might have to ring in and pass the information on to Steve Hewlett. I uh, wonder if you'll get down there Ooh, way down this afternoon or this morning. Will it be busy, do you think? On the on the M1? On the M1, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a day of the week that ends in DAY. Of course, oh. it'll be busy. Okay, righto. Well, Godspeed going down there, mate. Um, uh, Townsville, mostly sunny, a top of 31. Cairns, mostly sunny, a top of 30. Darwin, shower of 2, 32. Alice Springs, been a lot of hot weather there in recent times, but it's mostly sunny and down to 25. The two coasts are about the same. Showers, high 20s. And uh, Warrnambool, give it to me, Jared. Cloudy, top of 18. What Beautiful. a magnificent day. Yeah. Tops. He's got that tattooed on his wrist. <laughs> on Radio Taff, this scoreboard update is thanks to Ambassador Travel. Experience the most iconic carnivals and racetracks around Australia with Ambassador's Racing Getaways. For more, visit ambassadortravel.com.au. In the NRL last night, it was 6 all at half time, South v Penrith, and South prevailed. The outsiders got to be on the plus pool. 20, Penrith plus. Uh, Penrith 18, so South won by two points. Bless their little hearts. Mm. Andrew, what's happening at the football? Well, we're extra time in the first of the Europa League playoffs between AS Roma and Fianord. Uh, 2-1 uh, Roma lead that particular fixture. Uh, Royal Union, SG and Leverkusen. The dream is over for the Royal Union team. 4-1 uh, they lost to Leverkusen. Sevilla and Manchester United. Sevilla 3, Manchester United nil. So not a good result for Manchester United. And uh, Sporting at Lisbon and Juventus, one all. They're finished. Well, these songs are oh, randomly chosen. How good is this? That's Cindy Lauper, who, of course, was in Australia up yep. until last week. Yep, and girls have got to have fun, and we're yeah. about to speak to one. Nicole <laughs> Thomas joins us. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, girls, not not, not ladies with children. <laughs> Small children, mind you. Not so much fun. Is that right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Now, Nicole, uh, you came to, to TAB after a number of roles. Um, Female bookie. Yeah, yep. you, you were there. Nice. And, and then you got in, into media. Mm. Now, I believe... I remember your partner, Dave, telling me the first time you had to come on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show and do the sports markets was one of the most fearful times in your life. <laughs> I was so nervous. Oh, my goodness. I um, And it was a really small studio as well, so you were really in tight quarters. Um, I actually came on not knowing too much about sport. I knew my racing, but I hardly knew anything about sport. I remember going out the back also and just checking the NBA, and I had to check every single name. What were they? Boston who? And I I really had to check my pronunciations a lot more than I do now. So I came in really not knowing anything about sport, and you guys were just so professional and lovely to me. Uh, you were really kind, especially when I knew nothing. And uh, you've been really good to me all the way through. And I tell you what, my favourite job since working at Tab, and I've worked here a really long time, and I did a lot of bookmaking, which is a fun job. But being on your show since I've moved into the media is definitely my favourite thing that I've done since being at Tab. And, of course, you've, you've come ahead in leaps and bounds, particularly with those pronunciations that you just mentioned <laughs> before. But, I mean, there's a couple that have slipped under the radar. Costa Rica, 
Yes. Yeah. Machingleback. Machingleback. <laughs> that was my worst. A- Andrew's favourite cricketer. Shama uh, Rowett. Shama Rowett, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, Pajara Chetaswa. Yeah. Uh, Lest we not forget. Likes and Stein. Oh, my goodness. There's so many. Can you stop? <laughs> Please. But we do know one thing. The Hammer's now the girl's favourite NRL player. I love the Lovely Hammer. Name. Lovely He's name. my favourite. I love him. But <laughs> to be fair, I mean, you have picked up on these things pretty quickly, and I can imagine how dawning it would be because I guess if we roll reversed, I know nine-tenths of bugger all about uh, racing in general. I just sort of uh, run off the back of what I hear or, or what I read. But, you know, you've been able to pick up the sport, in particular some of those sports that are a fair bit away from mainstream um, because you had to talk about them because that was what this show and this particular segment was about. That's right. And punting, which I particularly love and I find the oh, best would not way have known that. <laughs> the best way to follow any sport is to have a bet on it just a little bit, what you can afford obviously, but uh that's the way I follow it and uh, I get right into it because when you've got your last leg of your multi hanging on a sport <laughs> Like the Golden State Warriors game the other day. No one knows more about that game than me. (laughs) It's too soon. Still too soon. (laughs) But I've really enjoyed it and I've learnt a lot. Um, and you guys have really taught me, which is, which is good. And I've loved listening to you and. And I know the loyal listeners, so we've met a few of those at Northcliffe a couple of times, I was lucky enough to go. And I have to say, ever since I started on the show uh, with John McCoy, and I didn't know a great deal at all, and all I've ever felt from the loyal listeners, from their feedback, is just kindness and support. Maybe not always from you guys, <laughs> uplifting from the loyal listeners, though. I Even thought, if I was on I a Winx-like run. That, though. I mean, I know Paul and Andrew in their, in their different times, and they aren't afraid to give it to you, but I mean, that's not me at all. <laughs> and, now, there's no big, bigger supporter of you than me. Isn't no, that that's right, Paul? right. Paul? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I was just back on seek. <laughs> oh, back on seek. Oh. Andrew tells me I don't need a law degree to be a lawyer, no. so I'm, I'm quite looking no. forward to uh, discovering Now, that. funny you should say that, Paul, because there's quite a few cases of uh, individuals being charged who have represented clients in oh, yes. legal cases right? without having a degree. But the crazy thing is they haven't been found out because they were incompetent. Mostly they were bloody good. They were found out someone oh. dobbed them in. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. Suits, you, you saw Suits, didn't you? No, no, he no, didn't no. have a, uh, he didn't have a law degree. Didn't he? Okay. He Just was brilliant. Seek, I've got to touch on this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've sorted through all of these messages. Morning. Just wondering how many job offers Paul has received from the listeners. Olga said to let him know there was one for him in Yerevan, <laughs> which I didn't know at the time is the capital of Armenia. Beautiful city. Uh, Bam- obviously, Bambi sent that. P.S. Olga said not to worry about the airfares. So I think she's going to look after that. But I was thinking yesterday, driving home, Paul, where we could place you. And I think you're going to be fairly easy to place. But mm. maybe Yerevan is a place you could end up because I'm sure there's no Radio Tab sports show equivalent in Yerevan. Perhaps you could go over there and, and start a show up there. In English, will that work? Yes. It might. And Nicole could do the pronunciations at 7 o'clock. Oh, <laughs> yes, she could. I, I'm, I still, could. I, I'm still looking at, seriously looking at the organic farming. Um, yeah. You'd be going to Nicole. It's, uh, it's good. It's it's on the way up. Uber Eats organic. That's the way to yeah, go. Yeah, I heard you say that, Jared. Yeah. But, uh, Nicole, we, whilst you might have been taught things by the uh, this show, hasn't Nicole taught us things about the world of organic <laughs> and eating <laughs> and cooking Stop. and that sort of That you could eat and yeah. a lot of things that you wouldn't want <laughs> Yeah, eat. that's right. No, it's been a two-way street, Nicole. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew. And I've got to say, and I will say this, you stepped into this role, and I think you 
Look, despite that you don't know all the things about the punt, you always ask intelligent questions. That's what I like about you. And you always consider what people are saying. You listen, you pay attention. And I think uh, you've really done well on that show. And I think you can't offend you and you don't take yourself seriously. And I think that's why you've just gelled so well with the other two. So I've got to say, it's, it's not an easy thing to come in and step in and do. And I think you've done a fantastic job. Well, thank you, Nicole. And I still don't know what a score no draw is. <laughs> that you will well, keep pushing me towards in the multi. Oh, just the safer bet. Just the safer bet, <laughs> okay. Andrew. You, you got a bit out there sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Little, you know, it's a four-legger. You know, okay. just a short dollar fifty shot. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Take it as red. You got Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you got a tip for us before we let you go? Oh, you're letting me go already. Well, um, we've got seven people to get through in 60 minutes. They're probably not that important. <laughs> and, oh, I'm just kidding. Are we having a breakfast multi though today? Yes. We are okay, good. Because I could have given you four. Yeah. I could have given you four tips if you wanted. No, no, so no one, one's push. fine. I, I'll give you. I'll give you my best. And you know what? I'm going to go the place. I'm going to go back yeah, to well, what I, I do best. <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to do one at Doomben, and it is the Mick Dipman Plate. It's one of the best races of the day, if not the best. And I'm with one here, Lady Laguna, seven dollar fifty winner. Right, but I think two dollars fifty. The place looks excellent. Surely comes top three. A high rating here in this race, and I think it can win the McDippin Plate. But I certainly think it'll come top three because Chinny Boom's a good horse, and it's a good race. So Lady Laguna, the place, two dollars fifty. Throw me in, and um, that's, race nine, that's all. Eight, by the way, yeah, that's and that's all I'll give you. And I, I just want to say, Paul, you are amazing with what you do with the show. The level of research you put in, you make it sound so easy what you do. And I've been in there. I know that is not an easy job. Your timing's amazing. Your knowledge is is great. And I tell you what, you're so humble. And that's the thing that I like about you the most. Obviously, a good sense of humour as well. You've always been very good to me. So thank you for that. And look, all your banter on the show, it can't be replicated. I said it yesterday. It can't be manufactured. You sound terrific. And it's really your senses of humour and the banter that you do along with your knowledge. So you've brightened up each and every morning. Thank you for that. You'll be missed by me and the loyal listeners. And I've been so lucky to be just a small part of your show over the years. So thanks, guys. Nicole, so um, we've got your leg there, which is Lady Laguna, the place, $2.50. I've been researching and researching. I think Parramatta might beat the Broncos tonight. So Parramatta to win, $2.15. I'm going to take the Warriors at the plus. You do that every week. (laughs) You can't chastise me on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last no. chance. You're booted if you don't get up this yeah, weekend. Yeah, you're <laughs> plus 11 and a half. They might nearly win, you know, the Warriors. You're, yeah, they're going well, aren't they? Yeah. Andrew, I, the beauty of this yeah. little segment now is we haven't given you enough notice to trawl through the 8,000 bet types we've got and come up with the most bizarre. What have you got for us? I've gone back what to my got? roots. The Firebirds at the plus. Oh, I like that. Well done. What, oh, what is it? That's... Hey, uh, the plus dollar eighty plus uh, four and a half against okay. the Giants. Go the oh, birds. I like that, there and that's is. about fourteen dollars and very gettable <laughs> for us. I think <laughs> in the last one, surely we get the last one ever. Be nice to go out on the out with a bang, yeah. I Nicole, think we will. thank you very much for Been those kind words. It must be difficult at times being the only female voice amongst us or we meatheads. So. Yeah, you've been Appreciate you Appreciate you all, all your time over the years, and you've always been very professional. So thanks for those words this morning. All the best. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. You make it very easy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Nicole Thomas there. Joining us this morning. One more time. I've got the feeling so free. We're going to celebrate, celebrate and dance.
Spoke about Steve Ricketts sending a message through earlier, who was a big contributor for many, many years to this show, being a great rugby league man, great writer, great historian, well, someone who is also in that category as far as his sport is concerned, and that's the sport of racing. It's it's Bart Sinclair, and happy that Bart is on the line this morning for our final show. Bart, good morning. Morning, Paul. Morning, all. Um, sad day. It is a sad day. Actually, I've got a lovely message before off your daughter, Katie, uh, who obviously now lives in Sydney and worked with us at, uh, at UBET, um, Tats Online, etc., over at Albion Park. Um, always a wonderful person, Katie, as you would expect, but nice to be hearing from people who have been part of the journey. Yeah, congratulations to Jared and all the team. You turned her into a monster. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Something> fanatic. <laughs> Yeah, she seems to go to a lot of race sport. meetings. Yeah, look, she, she loves sport, loves racing, loves uh, radio tab. So uh, she, she's um, yeah, a bit unique. Guys, I just want to say a few words and use just under titles. Firstly, team. You've got a wonderful team there. Uh, Paul, Andrew, James are uh, uh, you come across as mates, and um, that, that's part of your, your skills. And Nicole and Jared, um, and I get on really well with all of you, and I think you've done a wonderful job. Leadership. Every team's got to have a leader. And, Paul, congratulations on what you've done. You make everyone feel included. Um, uh, you've got a beautiful way about you. What we hear on radio is what we see socially. And I think you've done a wonderful job. Your, your uh, skills in, in communicating are, are great, but your knowledge of sport, um, and, and you've, you've put a lot of effort into doing research on all sports. So you're not just a one-trick pony. Uh, I touched briefly there on mateship, um, and, and I think that's been a core of this team, that, that um, you guys get on well, and it comes across so... People want to listen because they know they're going to get a laugh. They know they're going to get some knowledge. And I think epitomised in the last few days is the class and professionalism of, of the whole team. You know, I think James has been an unsung hero in Radio Tab Breakfast. Um, he, he communicates beautifully with all the um, contributors. The day before, we were all informed on what we're going to, what's going to happen the next day. And, um, yeah, it's a sad day for... I think for Queensland sport, it's okay. There's, there's leaders there in sport. There's rugby in Queensland. It's rugby league and racing. No doubt they're the top two. But what you guys have done is, is allowed all these, what I call minor sports, and degrees of minor, that you've given them an avenue to... to who would have thought Danny Daly would mm. become a household name in Brisbane? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's delivered so much for the... Brisbane Lions, and and part of their development has has come through that that Danny has been very inclusive in in the way he's, he's, he's dealt with um, you guys, and I think the losers out of the loss of this show are the the minor Queensland sports, and and I include them all, and I use minor. Um, not to be derogatory, but just it's a fact. So. Congratulations on all you've done, um, your, your mates, your, your, importantly, your good blokes, and, and that'll come through, and, and I'm sure there's opportunities ahead. So 
congratulations on what you guys have achieved. Bart, thank you very much for those kind words. I don't think you realised how much you individually helped us out. Mm. First, we had John McCoy retire, and then Salty moved on to be calling footy full-time at Channel 9, and Jared and I were sort of, okay, well, we'll... We'll put you guys together and we'll get through to the end of the year and see how you go. And our first ever outside broadcast <laughs> was at Doom, but and you came out and spent a big chunk of time there and you were so good. And then every time we had an outside broadcast involving racing, whether it was at Doom or Eagle Farm or the Breakfast Creek, you would come along with David Fowler. Uh, Queensland's version of Laurel and Hardy. It was Absolutely sensational. And when I think back of some of the great times we had, it was it was with you and David, and we saw a... Well, we know David's got a cracking sense of humour, but you were able to bring it out of him on air rather than just listening to the serious race caller or the serious analyst that he was. It was absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's great working with a clown. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Hope he's and listening. He's just, just a great source of... of you, can, you can just... Fire him up. Just one word and away you go. But you mentioned one little thing there that I, I should have uh, said something about at various stages this week. How this normally works in the media, as you would know, uh, anyone who, who gets the Dear John on a radio show anywhere in the world, uh, particularly in Australia, is you get told at 8.29, oh, by the way, today's your last day, don't come back tomorrow. But I think it goes to show how much uh, respect and esteem that, that Paul himself, but more importantly, the support staff, Clarky uh, and Brent, who works out the back in, in IT, the esteem that they're holding at TAB, that that didn't happen. You know, they've, they've had three or four days leading to, unfortunately, today being the last day, but you just don't see that in the media anymore. It goes to the heart of it, uh, Jared. class. That's it. They're all about class. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. No doubt we can still we'll see you around on a race course. Uh, hear you occasionally on with uh, with Steve, etc. There's plenty more winners to come. Have you just got one for us tomorrow? Yeah. Look, I, I heard Stephen earlier, and he's a mock. But I agree with him. <laughs> race three, number five, Albert. Okay. Uh, looks a winner. We'll put our hands uh, or our faith in the hands of uh, Brian Smith and. Um, Boris Thornton, get Albert home for everyone, race three, number five. We're going to double up there. But thank you so much for the contributions you've mm, made and, and for you. those very, very kind words. It, it means, means a lot to the team, but it also personally it means a, an awful lot to me. Mate, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you so much for this morning. Paul, I look forward to catching up with you, James, Andrew. and uh, it, The radio show may not be on, but our friendship endures. Mm. Thanks, Bart. Bart Sinclair there joining us. Uh, I'm going to touch on James Clark later in the show because being a few times mentioned there by the correspondents, uh, the work he does, he's, his job is Monday to Friday. He arrives before I get here. He leaves when the show's done, but then his actual work starts. And it actually starts his work week about 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Mm. And he starts chasing things for, for through the week. And... The annoying thing that you can have doing that job is it might just be one guest you need <laughs> and the PR man or the media man for the Gold Coast Suns or the the Brisbane Broncos, they don't get back to you till about 9.30 at night and, oh, yes, player A, good to go at 7.45, but it's taken you all day to put that list to bed. Mm. And it's, it's a, not easy. And I can tell you, I was the producer mm. before Clarkie and it's a pretty thankless job. 
Oh, it can be it can be a very thankless job because you do a lot of work behind the scenes that sometimes you mightn't think is appreciated, but it very much is. And I've had a few people today say, "You're well researched." Well, I got a you know a pretty big hand. I get a good uh, I get a good head start with him. And Andrew, I know you found at times you you've oh. walked into this studio of a morning and there's all these lists in front of oh, you. It's just, as I said, the, uh, you know I've seen all sorts of levels of confidence. You, confidence, you guys are, are right at the top. And to come in here, see a snappy uh, timesheet, and then photocopies of things, and then Clarky during the day, during the morning, putting things in our ear about sport happening overnight, directing us to something else that happened, showing us what's on the TV, flicking it over. This has just happened. I mean, uh, people of that quality are very thin on the ground, and I think it might have been uh, whoever it was uh, saying uh, Tadcorp's loss is going to be another organisation's a very, very big gain with you two gentlemen. One of the best parts of this this show has been the addition of a Monday morning Robert Crash Craddock who always finished out. He always gave us this unique look at the world of sport and it's fantastic that he can join us today on our last day of the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Crash, good morning. Good morning, boys. And I must say I'm very honoured to be invited on and very emotional too. I could hear it in Bart's voice just then. Oh, uh, you know how, you know, he's... Uh, he comes across as a swaggering character at times, but underneath it, he's uh, he's very soft and, and uh, loves his mates. And I could hear it in Bart's. I was going to sledge him actually by telling him to give Bob Catter his hair back, but I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> but uh, but boys, I, I just uh, it's so nice to be uh, a, a part of this show. And I've got one last underrated for you. We yeah. always start off. I was going to ask we? you for an underrated and overrated. Underrated is. Uh, is you three in different ways? I feel you, you you've got a certain skill that's the best in the business. And Jared, I'll start with you. I've always felt way back since the nineteen eighties when you were with Centibet and Alice Springs, you were the biggest, best company spokesman I've, I've, I've ever heard. You know, you just you, you talk. You don't try and sell anything to anyone, and for that reason, you're everyone's favourite conversation. I, I've enjoyed ringing you since the eighties, and we've become friends. You know, away from the media, and I, no one has done it better. I, I mentioned your name talking to a group of cadets. You know, just how you know, be a good conversation for people. So well done there. And, and to see you in the last month battle through your health problems, that's been the most gratifying thing that a lot of us happened to a lot of us this year. We're we're loving it. Uh, Paul, I've got to say, you're the best question asker I've heard. I, I just feel that a mate of mine actually pointed out to me, he said, you know, every time you're on with Paul Sortel, you say once a program. Now, that's a very good question. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, uh, and it comes from research. It comes from taking nothing for granted. And it's a great skill, mate. And, you know, even your professionalism today, I'm just shaking my head as I'm listening to the program. Just, you know, you're imbued with gratitude and, and thanks for your journey. And, and uh, I think that that's wonderful. And, Andrew, you're always... Uh, a special place for me. We're the same age. You went to BBC. Yeah. You're a great scholar there. We followed your career. I remember doing your retirement story from Shield Cricket. But for 30 years, I've got to say this, I did feel you were the great undiscovered media talent uh, in Brisbane. 
And I, to anyone who'd listen, I always used to say to him, if Andrew had been born in Melbourne and had been part of Rob Sitch's sort of working, working, working <laughs> dog, you, you'd have gone through with those lads. You'd have been, you'd have been Rob Sitch in, in another life. And, and I know you laugh at that and you shake your head. No, I, I really think it's the truth. And I think you've proved that on Radio Tab, mate, with, uh, your time here has been really wonderful. So it's been, uh, thank you. And I've Chris. just been so thankful to be a part of it. Crash, we'll all continue on with the underrated theme because obviously the show was only as good as uh, well, what was presented, but more importantly, uh, the contributors. And, I mean, it's been a huge addition uh, to the show to have you on only for half an hour, but it was always an informative half an hour on a Monday. And obviously at various stages during the week, if there was any breaking news or any any cricket like the Ashes, uh, etc. So, you know, a huge addition and there's probably no bigger name in sports journalism in this country than Robert Crash Craddock and we've been Correct. so fortunate to have you. Uh, you're very kind, Jared. but I, I sort of like the way that our friendship stretched off the field, Jared. I, I always remember at Ben Dorries' wedding, our, our uh, famous <laughs> racing scribe, and I was the MC, and you framed a, had earlier framed a market on him getting married, and at one stage you had him 200 to 1. Which was unjust. <laughs> and, and I was sitting there with the microphone as MC, and I, and I thought, I'd better get Jared to explain the fluctuations. This is at the reception. So I hand you the mic, and you sort of said, yeah, he drifted out to 3.30 to 1. He was friendless. There was no nibbles. And he got out to 400. There was a bit of a nibble. And I said to you, why is he uh, such big odds? And you said, have you had a look at his melon? You know I mean? this, is, this is at the reception. So, but, so but as well he, as... Didn't he but, come from the clouds, though? Yeah. <laughs> yes, with the beautiful melon. I can't work out how. <laughs> Isn't it lovely on our last show to start to have a few little random sledges of our old mates? So, but that was the thing I think. And Bart mentioned it in Brisbane. We just sort of all knew each other so well that you, you know you knew. And, and I love the fact that if you dropped a line on your show, it got straight back to people in the stables. You know, I remember walking through that little area in the infield at Eagle Farm one morning, and three successive stables had your show on. You know, and so if you gave someone a mention, it got straight back to him. And I remember little harness racing drivers who'd had a good week, uh, Charlie Chang, the trainer, or Greg Franklin, or someone you at least to love dropping their name because bang around the traps, it'd it'd get back to him. So your show really got into every nook and cranny, and that's why I was so proud of you all, James Clark, the producer, and and, and everyone because it was so local. It was wonderful. Crash, just before we let you go, I'm going to try and say something. I'll see. I'll try and get through it. Biggest compliment I've been paid doing this job was the AFL Grand Final came to the Gabba a few years ago and Crash decided to write a story about the top 20 sporting moments in Queensland. And he compiled the list and before he, he published the story, he rang me and went through it and asked me, did I think he got it right? And, and Biggest, you know what, right, rightly so, because as I said earlier, there's no more knowledgeable person about sport in this country than yourself, Paul. And if you if you weren't quite on top of it, you'd go and do the research to make sure that you're all over it. So, yeah, yeah and, and once and again, it's testimony to, to your talent. Yep. But Jared, it's a great point. And I remember that. And I was sitting in front of my computer and I thought... I have to ring someone who's all over everything and yeah. who's just got a fairness about him, who's not nuanced towards any sport, who just follows it all. And I thought, 
hang on a minute, Paul. And Paul, as soon as you ticked off on that list, I suddenly felt very comfortable with it. And I just thought, you know, I, I was flattered that you helped me. And I just thought, but that's that's what comes from research. And, and I, I have that much respect for your opinion and, and the ma- member making that call. And, uh, and uh, the feedback was... Uh, Pretty solid, I think, mate. Although everyone does love a whinge. <laughs> so you blamed me then for the list of yeah, I did. I said I had this rat bag from the radio station told me that uh, Kathy Freeman should have been number two. I don't know. I'll get on to him and, and point it out. <laughs> what, one of the biggest compliments I've been paid in my life, Crash, and I love you for uh, it. You're two kind guys. And, and look, once again, I was the lucky one coming on your show. We've had a million thrills and spills. It's been fun all the way. Uh, I'll miss you terribly, but we'll see each other around the traps and uh, friendships will endure. Congratulations on a wonderful show this morning, which, uh, uh, as Bart said, epitomises the class that all of you are all about. Thank you. Thanks, Crash. There he is, Robert Crash Craddock, for the final time on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Thank you for uh, that, that save there, Jared. Uh, yeah, well done to that. Well, well, it's a tough day, and I mean, we can all appreciate that, Paul, because you know this this show has been the heart, your heart and soul for the last twelve or thirteen years, probably more so the last what three or four. But uh, yeah, we we know we know how difficult it is. I'm an emotional person at the best of times, and I've uh, lost it a couple of times yesterday, and and even more so today. You can't. Gentlemen, one of the, uh, the, the the great achievements I think I was involved with was being able to broadcast a sports show during COVID <laughs> when we had no sport on in the world. And we were Clarky and myself it? and our next guest which exchanging text messages every day. Oh, another code's gone. Another code's <laughs> gone. Another What are we going to do next? But it was so much fun. What were you left with? It was some European uh, Turkish soccer league or something. Was something. Peter Basaltis <laughs> joins us now. Salty, good morning. Yeah, Albanian uh, <laughs> football, I think, was the only thing happening, uh, guys, uh, at the time. Um, that's morning, what it was, wasn't morning, it? Everyone. Morning, Salty. You know, that's exactly what happened because, um, you know, at that particular time, I was part of the, the team that had um, – that ran the fixed odds, et cetera, and I was aware of the numbers that we were holding and, and what, what we obviously weren't holding. But it was incredible to see things like um, Singaporean table tennis, <laughs> what people would turn their minds to that day. Because, of course, it's not hard to get mail or, or you could stream the events in that yeah, yeah, yeah. different times, and hopefully we never see but, them again. <laughs> no, let, let, let's hope not. I'll tell you one thing, though, that I really enjoyed during that, during that period, and a lot of people were, were going through a lot of, um, you know, I suppose they were insecure and in what was happening health-wise and with their work, and, and everyone was at home at the time. And one thing that I remember, Paul, uh, you, yourself and, and Clarky and, and I, we, we thought, well, let, let's get people reminiscing and talking. I think we went through that many topics. We were pretty much down to... Uh, left-handed bowlers for England in the 1960s and 70s. Who was your favourite? But um, we, we went through heaps, and there was a heap of reminiscing. And then some of the the regular guests would come on, and you'd talk to them 
not about the sport, but you get to know more about their lives uh, and, right. and so forth. And, and it was just, and it's 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 strange to say it because we're in, we were in the middle of a pandemic and and everyone was uh, at home, but it was a lot of fun, and and we still get a lot of feedback uh, about uh, what was happening during those. Uh, well, I was about to say weeks, but it was months, wasn't it, during 2020? Look, it was fun. The whole show's fun, and that's that's what it's all about. And, and you know, it's not, none of it's fake. Uh, we're all mates, and a lot of it's not scripted. I mean, we've got a run sheet of who's coming on each day, but there are times where we just talk, and we just talk about anything at all. It could be football. It could be yep. maths, as you know, Salty. Uh, Tim Tams or anything at all. And, and the beauty of the last few years was, that, you know, we were able to engage a lot more on a face-to-face level with our outside broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the outside broadcast, when we started when it, we had started doing those, uh, and you spoke about it yesterday, but to see uh, the, uh, the the listeners, and I know in the last uh, 18 months or so, it's just gone to another level when you've gone to the various uh, uh, pubs and clubs, etc. But, you know, to, to see... Uh, the, the listeners to get out there to to not just have when we're, the day before Stradbroke Day to not just have um, Kieran Maher on the phone but to have him standing there with us at Eagle Farm now Tony Gollan with us have Rob Heathcote and uh, any other visitors from down south um, Bjorn Baker I mean we discovered at Magic Minions yeah James Cummings I mean but Bjorn we discovered what a great character he, he is yeah they were just Great times, uh, the, uh, the the outside broadcasts, uh, that's for sure. Uh, they were a heap of fun. And your segment, Jared, and you'll take this the right way over over many years, which turned into from a 10-minute segment giving the prices uh, to being on for sometimes half an hour. And poor Clark, he had a full head of hair, but he started ripping it out <laughs> because we keep carrying on uh, too, <laughs> too long, um, talking about all sorts of stuff. He actually turned into... Uh, it, it actually turned into a, a turn-on. Uh, people would turn on the, the radio. Well, I'm not uh, so sure about that. No, they'd turn on the radio. <laughs> Don't keep your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, goodness me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, people would say, and I still get it today, oh, gee whiz, Jared Daffy used to give it to you. And uh, yeah, You know what? I, I never I, ever I did all... that, ever. But... No, I, I never returned serve either from no. memory. But... And I'll have to bring this up. It's the last show, so I can get away with it now. Did you know that tomorrow night is the fifth anniversary of the incident? Stop it. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) So the incident is when Dave Salmon, our fearless leader, uh, he said, can we head along, come along to to Albion Park? You can have a um, sit on the the side. of the, the sulking and go around. So that, that seems like fun. Unbeknownst to me, the, the bloody vest I was wearing had shifted and I looked like Gladstone Small. And, and <laughs> I, I didn't realise. I'm thinking, this is a heap of fun. And, 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 and it was, uh, it, it was, it, it actually was, it was fun. But goodness me, you don't have to keep producing that photo online every I don't do it as Daryl Broman. Look, Soldy, yeah. you've been a major, major part of this show uh, for well over a decade. Um, and look where you've got to today. You're the face of Channel 9 globally. You're the face and voice of rugby league. <laughs> you've really kicked. Let's hope that uh, the same thing happens for Clarkie and Paul as of next Monday. Well, let's uh, let's hope so. If I can, guys, got no push for time and you've got a, a heap of guests to, to come on. Um, so, Jared, uh, thank you, mate, for 
uh, what you've done for me over the years. Uh, even when you've faced your own battles, you're always uh, looking out for others. And that is the marker of a, of a person. Um, you've got uh, a huge heart that thankfully is mended and you're going to be with us for a long time uh, to come. Uh, to, to James Clark, you know what? There's, there's producers who produce shows for just one sport and sometimes their program is only half an hour once a week. This is three hours a day, five days a week. And at one stage there, we were on air for seven days too uh, over the weekends. And no one would um, knock back a call from James. Uh, he had so much respect from uh, so many people. So uh, let me tell you, um, well, John said before, and he's quite right, that unfortunately in this part of the world, uh, op uh, there's limited options in the media these days, well, not for good people, and there's a shortage of really good experienced producers, and I'm sure that it won't take long to, to find something there. Um, Paul, uh, we became colleagues uh, back at the end of, I think it was 2014, 2015, when I uh, arrived and became mates uh, nearly straight away. Um, you all made work made going to work fun and uh, I've remained a listener. I was a listener before I worked uh, at the, on the show so I knew um, Paul yourself uh, on air and I thought well this guy knows his stuff but the, I want to echo the sentiments of pretty much everyone today to say like the level of research you put in Jared will know this there's a lot of people that try to bluff their way through the, this game that we're all in and they get found out pretty quickly but Mate, for yourself, uh, it, it was wonderful to see you uh, in action. You dotted every I, crossed every T, and you should be very proud about the body of work that you've put in over the years. Um, when when Macca retired and then when I went to uh, to, to nine, you, you've picked up the baton and, mate, you've, you've just gone absolutely magnificently. Uh, I know that plenty of people will say this, but you're not going to be out of uh, this industry for long, mate. You're... Uh, you're too good, uh, all of you are, and uh, I cherish the times that we all had uh, together, and, and I just want to wish everyone uh, all the very best, and thanks to all of the, the loyal listeners uh, as well. There's going to be a void as of next week, uh, but uh, one thing's for sure, all the friendships that have been uh, forged over the many years, uh, they will remain. Mate, thank you so much for those words. I, I, I thought we were going to do this show together till we retired. Uh, you know, in 20 years' time, I, I think I really honed my skills on a Saturday and Sunday morning with you and Jared. If we were to do some of those things that we said back then on air now, we would be in serious trouble. <laughs> You're not wrong, including who would have thought the number seven for St. George of the Warriors <laughs> give us so much <laughs> It was a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> Solvi, mate, you're doing well calling the footy. You're doing great job calling the tennis, mate. Love you as a mate. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, all the very best uh, for the future and, 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 and talk soon. Thanks for, thanks for the journey. It's been one heck of a ride. Well done. Thanks, Solvi. Peter Pasoltis, all, all salty as... I wonder where Salty and, and Lutzi are going to get their content from. Oh, they their do. They, they shows. Oh, Lutzi's in trouble. Yeah. You'll need to get a new rider. We've said a number of times, gentlemen, that we've got great 
correspondents uh, and contributors and have been for many, many years. And the best, John McCoy once said to me that Leo Schlink is the best tennis, tennis correspondent in the world, bar none. Leo joins us each and every week. We never have a list of questions to ask Leo, and we will jump, jump from international racing to tennis to cycling, and we never stumped him. And he's been sensational for so many years. And it's great that we can have him on the show for the last time today. Leo, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm getting there, mate. I've had a few... wobbles. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I have had a couple of times, but Jared <laughs> and Andrew are saving me quite well. Fantastic. Look, um, it's, it's been a pleasure, and you guys have done a fantastic job. I feel like I've been a passenger on a, on a fun bus um, from different parts of the world, um, just doing things and... It's always been stimulating, and uh, to follow up on what Soldy said um, with James, uh, whenever he'd make contact and you're, you're away somewhere, you might be on the Tour de France or Wimbledon or the French Open or an Olympic Games, and you're tired and uh, James would come through with a request to, to talk, you could never say no to James Clark or the program, and that's a credit to you guys because you're fantastic people, and that shines through in what you've done, and it's been a pleasure uh, to be on board for all this time. I just going down memory lane last night about it, and I think it was 2003 um, mm. when I first started uh, when I was uh, working in London. So um, feel very, very privileged, and um, you guys are just amazing the way you've you've done this for so long and uh, what you bring to the table. And um, you only have to go on onto social media, and I know that's sometimes a dangerous place, but over the past 48 hours to see how much you guys are appreciated, and uh, you deserve every bit of that. Well, um, I think passengers is a pretty hard hard word to use in particular with yourself because it's people like you that brought so much to the show you know your knowledge that Paul touched on before in all, all of those sports but the thing was always you had something fascinating to say or talk about and and if you didn't you'd, you'd know somewhere to go and, and chase it up yeah thanks Jared I, I, yeah, uh, Paul said before that no one ever stumped me. Champs got me one day. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what the? Yeah. Hey, if you were no. stumped by Champs, you've got an issue. Yeah, well, that's what I thought at the time. And um, <laughs> there was something going on. when My job in London, I was actually covering um, uh, general news and doing politics at the time, believe it or not, and uh, as well as what. And he asked me about uh, the Australian basketball team, and I had no idea they were, they were in London. So there was a very quick flip to something else. I don't know how we got out of it, but... It taught me a big lesson about um, preparation, and it was just a mistake, and I had no idea that I were there, as I said. But um, And Champs just assumed uh, that I would be there, and um, it's totally true what you were saying before. We, we never discuss what we're going to talk about, but, but Champs did get me that one day, and I've always um, made sure that I'm probably, in, in some senses, over-prepared uh, before I come on and, and go into areas that um, might come up, um, but... That has done nothing other than to help me do my jobs in various uh, ways over the years. So, yeah, it's just been fantastic to be, to be part of it. And um, look, sport, you know, what, what's, what is there better to do in life than talk about or write about sport? And we are all so very lucky to do that. And um, uh, wish you guys all the best. Are you, are you going to fall on your feet? Uh, there's, there's no way that, um, you know, people with such talent are going to be left on the vine and... Um, you know, my thoughts are with you guys at the moment and I'm very much grateful for what we've had over the past um, 20 years. Leo, uh, um, Champs was also one that left John McCoy speechless and it's very hard to do. <laughs> but after doing the show every morning with John for about 10 years, John was going through the English Premier League results right, and going through the ladder positions. Mm. 
And Chev said to him at the end of it, oh, so the bottom three teams actually get relegated every season, do they? (laughs) (laughs) He nearly passed out, Leo, because have you not been paying attention? Uh, but the champs, champs' delivery was so fantastic. You just knew, you know, uh, the way he played footy, um, you know, straight up, and um, and that, yeah, that's a great example of it. But you know, talking about John, listening to him before, um, and the appreciation that he has, and um, yeah, it's a very very special program. And uh, I know that um, from the in my circle of the listeners um, that make contact, um, whether it's through family or not, and there's a very special lady he lives out in. In Warwick, uh, part of the family who Elaine, who listens every single day, and uh, she made contact over the past 24 hours to say that um, the sadness that people feel um, it's right through the communities about this program going, and um, and uh, I just think that that is an again a credit to to what you've brought um, to the community. Leo, and we've just had a laugh or two at the expense of Champs, who was again a very very <laughs> important part of the show. But that was the beauty of this show all the way through from the start. It was authentic. Okay, most of us, but Paul, um, know bits and pieces about some things. Paul knows everything about everything. Um, But it was authentic, and Joe Public could identify with that. And I think they appreciated the fact that, yeah, I don't know anything about soccer, but here it is, uh, even though they did. And people weren't nasty when they knew that we didn't know because we were just like them. Yeah, on a voyage of discovery, and um, people are what make everything so special. It doesn't matter what uh, part of life, or uh, whether it's sport or business or whatever. It's the people that count, and um, and they're, they're the people you know, we need to relate to. And um, I remember very early in my um, newspaper career being told that um, it's pointless uh, writing above people um, if you if you can't communicate with a fourteen year old. Um, and you've lost them forever as a next generation of newspapers. And I think some of that is starting to shine through. Um, and you need to be able to talk to people and be able to explain and bring experiences. And um, I guess along the journey, you meet a lot of people that you learn so much from, whether they're athletes or coaches or administrators or whatever. Everyone has got something to offer, and that's the same with this program. Um, it's it's something for everybody, and you look at the... You look at that Twitter uh, feed that Clarkie put out, uh, thanking people. I went through it. It's like an encyclopedia. It's just fantastic. And um, that's what this show will be remembered for and, and, and treasured for. Uh, Leo, uh, I mentioned uh, one of the reasons I came on the show is I wanted to speak to you and Body actually. But uh, during the 20 years, and I've been listening for a lot of it, I never got a sense of what your favourite sport was. Really, just uh, tell me that uh, in our last show. Someone asked me that the other day, Andrew, and I, I struggled a bit with it. Um, uh, having grown up on a South Australian farm where racing was always the big deal, um, my dad's family, they were always um, into breeding. They were farmers first and breeders second. When my first job uh, at the Adelaide Advertiser, um, the sports editor at the time, who knew dad's family really well, he took one look at my surname and said, right, you're going straight into racing, and I probably... When I look back, I resented it um, because I, I wanted to get as much as I loved racing. I wanted to get away from it, experience different things, and I was very lucky over the years. And if I, if you ask me one thing, it's probably um, tennis. Just the, the ability to meet people on the road in different situations, which has been the best part of the journey. Um, I've never strayed too far from horse racing, and now back into it full time. Um, but if you had to press me um, for probably the, the career highlight, if you want to call it was being in a position to build friendships in tennis 
And that one day led to me um, having a, a hit on Santa Claus at Wimbledon, which mm. is just the, the holy of holies. And you know, I, I read golf stories about, you know, Australian journos going to the Masters and getting to play around there. Uh, that to me would be heaven. Um, but doing what I did at Wimbledon uh, was just fantastic. So I'd, I'd have tennis a short half head in front of probably uh, <laughs> golf and maybe a dead heat with racing <laughs> third. But um, that, if that's, that's being a bit equivocal, but... Uh, um, yeah, I've, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to follow my dreams and um, and talk and write about it. Leo, uh, just a final comment. Uh, one thing about you is, as far as the, the show went, you're a great contributor, but you gave this show credibility. I think uh, if anyone ever asked us about contributors, it was always, oh, we've got Leo Schlink. Leo is in Wimbledon with Leo's at the, the Tour de France. We all wanted to be Leo. But you did, you, and every week that you joined us, you were 10 out of 10, Leo. It's, it's sensational. And the credibility is you've worked so hard all your life uh, to get where you are. And, and that's the word I like to use because you were sensational and a big part of this show. And we're going to miss you. I really appreciate that, Paul. And likewise, it's... Um... Jared and Andrew, it's going to be uh, not the same. Waking up early, uh, not as early as you guys in in Hong Kong every every Tuesday to do the show. Um, but you're quality people, and and you relate that way, and you come across that way, and that's what you are, and that's what you brought. And um, I congratulate you, and it's been a privilege to be part of it, and, and and I wish you all the best for the future. And thank you. Thanks, Leo. There he is, Leo Schlink, joining us for the final time on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. We are now into the last half hour of the Radio Tab Breakfast Show and joining us, someone whose name's been mentioned an awful lot this morning, and rightly so, it's our producer, James Clark. Clarky, good morning. Hello, boys. Uh, as a producer, I, I know that uh, it's it's not the norm to, to have a producer speak on air, and I, I, I don't like it particularly, but uh, I just want to I wanted to come on and say a lot of thank yous, uh, particularly to you, you gentlemen in here. Um, I'll start because, as John always used to say, time is on the wing. Uh, but Brad Tamer, um, a, a wonderful radio man, uh, radio, a, lov- a lovely company man, Brad Tamer, he was the one who got me into this place. Champs, he got me the, the, the door in to, the, to speak with Graham Kemp, and I got to do work experience. I was doing two jobs for about 18 months. Uh, I met Paul out the front, and I won't talk about Paul too much. I've spoken to him all week, <clears throat> but Richard Champion, yeah. And then the likes of Steve Steve Cairns, the late Steve Cairns. What a radio man he was, just incredible. I learned so much about him, but he just backed you 100% and wanted to see you uh, improve every single day. Uh, David Salmon, our GM, Tony Clements, our, uh, our PD, uh, Stephen Hewlett, what, what a gentleman. He's, he's just one of, the, one of the best guys you could ever work with alongside. David Fowler, uh, another gentleman of the industry, he he just epitomises professionalism. John McCoy, well, he's he's in the same boat. Um, I, I can't t- talk too much about John without getting emotional. Same with Salty. Salty made work fun, it, and that was that was the top of the list with Salty. He's he's a great guy. He makes you laugh. We had so many hours and so much fun together. Ray Phillips, uh, Razor Phillips, just a, a, a pure professional. In his sporting career on radio, 
Nicole Thomas, she just brought sunshine to to the station. Nick Curry, a, a great guy, a terrific guy. Crash Craddock, well, what can you say about Crash Craddock? He, he knows what I think of him. Same with Leo Schlink. Uh, Timmy Hodges, uh, a great mentor. And that we're talking about COVID before Paul um, and Salty. Some of the best radio I've ever been a part of. Uh, Daniel Garb and Scott McDonald, they treated me as their equals, and I learned so much about the game that I love. Um, some notable mentions, and I'll go through them all because they, they need they need mentioning. Bart Sinclair, um, Danny Daly, Ben Hudson, uh, Greg Swan, Leo Hanrahan, Mark McBain, Mark Connors, Tim Horan, Nick McArdle, Paddy Welsh, Ian Healy, Body Notch, Tim Fuller, what a great mate and a great man, Wayne Persky, and even uh, another great individual who... I just can't thank enough. Uh, the coaches we've had on over the years, Josh Hannay, Jason Dimitro, Brad Arthur, Kevin Walters, Todd Payton, Steve Georgialis, Dean Young, uh, Jason Riles, Justin Holbrook, uh, Stewie Law, Matthew Mott. Um, we've got sports administrators, Alan Graham from Suncorp Stadium, Dennis Watt from the Titans, Jeff Reibel from the Cowboys, Ben Lonergan from the Cowboys, Dave Donaghy, Ben Eichen from the Broncos, Dennis Watt, Steve Mitchell, uh, from the Titans, Todd Harris and Chris Ward from Stadiums Queensland, Terry Svensson, who's an enormous supporter of our show, Liam Hibbert from Queensland Cricket, uh, Stephen Gray, Andy Bickle, uh, Brett Cook and Steve Lyons from the Gold Coast Turf Club, wonderful gentlemen, uh, Wade Seckham also from Queensland Cricket, John Miller from SCTC, Tim Dunn, Wayne Patch from the Ipswich Turf Club, wonderful gentlemen, Brendan Parnell from Racing Queensland, Richard Goodbody, Andrew Adaman, uh, from the Brisbane Raw, David Perret, Shane Stefanuto, who I, I count as a great mate, Matt, uh, Matt Smith as well. Um, and our guests over the years, Ben Dorries, Nathan Exelby, Tony Gollan, Jim Byrne, Rob Heathcote, Chris Anderson, Ben Damon, Ian Hanson, unbelievable man, Jimmy Joyce, John Millman, who contacted me last night, uh, Matthew Primus, Anthony Don, Laurie Horish, Michael Tonalaris, Ray Gatt, Michelangelo Rushi, George Nanikian, David King, Darren Clayton, Mitch Manners, Brad Davidson, Laurie Colliver, Adam Burnett, um, Shelley Nitschke, uh, and our loyal listeners, Matt, Maxie Walker, LFC, Terry Zoroff, Fats Gorry, Ron Bolliman. I can't mention them all. Sunny Coast Punish, a wonderful text that he sent Paul and I last night. Simon um, Scarecrow, Rockstar Stu, Toddy O'Rourke, Johnny Spooner, and, and a great mate, Duncan Cornez, uh, Mick O'Brien, uh, Curly from Mackay, Icarus from Athens. And there's just too many to mention. Uh, and Jared, uh, you're just a fighter. You're you're tough as an old boot, and you're just a, a wonderful guy to work with every day. Andrew, a great friend. What what more can I say? Um, uh, and Paul, you know what I think of you, Paul. And I can't really say it on air. Uh, and also my family at home. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I'm gonna. That's to... a rather <laughs> impressive list you put together there, Clark. And some some names from the past, but also the present. I'm going to tell you about James Clark, and this is what sums him up. We we arrived at work 3.30ish on, on Tuesday morning after we found the show would be ending this, this Friday, and, and we were both numb and, and both agreed we hadn't slept, uh, um, hadn't eaten too much this week. And I found it easier for me because I just went on air and talked and just, just kept talking. But Clarkie then had to go away and do things, and yesterday... From the Brisbane Lions, we had on Will Ashcroft. From the Dolphins, mm. Connolly Lemuelu. And the Firebirds, Emily Moore. Clarkie, 
when you're down, I mean, feeling low, he went and organised those guests for a show. They were coming on for the first time, and unfortunately the last time, but he went and did it. And the second last day, we still had a Ripper guest list. When I started producing, uh, um, I'd taken over from the great Graham Rigby, and he said, look, people are reluctant to come on the show sometimes because it's a a betting organisation. And Clarkie took himself to another level. I know moving sometimes out of his comfort zone to go and contact organisations where you had no contact. You know, it's hard time just to ring up and Mm. say, oh, I'm a producer from a radio show, Mm. yet we don't know who your radio show is. That's it. Clarkie took himself out of his comfort zone and he honed that skill. And now you look at the, the players, the coaches we have on. Brad Arthur, who's not even in Queensland, comes on once a week. Anthony Seabold, Josh Hannay. These lads only come on. We get we get the great time to to talk to them, mm. and people say, "Oh, you're doing a great job there." They're only on because of one reason. Yeah, and you know the other thing about that is, and this is where this show, uh, and obviously uh, you pair being being the crux of the show, you had a lot of credibility because how often did did we ring somebody up, Clarky, and they weren't there? It didn't happen very very often, or if it did, it was it was by accident. No, I know, lucky. having dealt with a lot of these shows around Australia. They can't rely on the guests, but we very rarely miss because they knew that this was a good flat platform for them and they were always going to get honest questions um, from this side of the fence. Andrew, you, you would be uh, agree with this. Jared, you know as well that, what, half past nine, ten o'clock, every Sunday morning, mm. you'd be getting a guest list for the next day. And that's your Sunday morning. So James wasn't working when he got here till when he went. Monday to Friday, there's an awful lot of work that went on behind the scenes and we only sound the way we sound because of the work he did. And Clarkie and I exchanged some text messages last night and and we said, if this, if, if, if this is it for us in radio, we don't get another radio job, well, we're really proud of the show. And so you should be, both of you. Absolutely. And yeah. it is a team effort. Well, it is a team effort, but uh, what Clarkie also doesn't mention, he's a mentor. Uh, I heard Will talking about it yesterday. When I came on, I couldn't ask a question and Clarkie helped me out. Crash Craddock, I know, takes Clarkie's feedback and Clash be one of the most polished media performers there is. Uh, Clarkie is an absolute uh, gentleman and as I said, uh, I was desperate to come in today because of the respect I have for you two gentlemen who are the driver of the show. And the other thing, I couldn't sleep last night. To me, you, Jared. I, no, I, just I got, couldn't. I couldn't sleep. I don't, and, I, and I thought about it on the way up. I ended up getting up at 2.30. Mm. I think I set the the alarm for three. And the only reason I got up then was because I hadn't been able to sleep. And, okay, it's a little bit easier for me because I'm still going to be here tomorrow and and next week and beyond. Um, But my my thoughts were with with you two, in particular Paul, because I know how difficult it is on air to talk for three hours. (laughs) And, you know, we're, we're the support staff. But, you know, if Paul didn't turn up, and I found this out when he was on holidays... It's hard. It's hard. Three hours um, of dead air is hard to fill. And there's so many things you have to be on top of. You know, uh, you've got to make sure the weather starts or the score update or or the uh, the acknowledgements or mm. the ads that we had yeah. to read out, the live reads, et cetera. And I thought, I don't know how this bloke does this. Remember when uh, you and me had to do it and uh, Paul was coming back on the Monday? <laughs> the Friday, we'd just say a text. Yeah. Made it. Thank heavens we got there. <laughs> yeah. That was some good fun. It yeah. was good fun, but, yeah. But... Um, and and the beauty of it is, is uh, you know, the blooper reel 
bloopers reel if there was ever one produced, it would be a, an absolute ripper. But the listeners were along for the ride as well. And quite often, some of the more funnier moments were when, mm. uh, you know, in game, given I do it from home and Paul's up here and, and I'm, I've got it written down, you know, I have to say this. And he'd be sitting here waiting and I wasn't saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fresh air. He did say in a meeting afterwards, oh, yes, uh, I was thinking, why is no one talking? And it was pointed out, <laughs> well, there's only two of you, and if the other one shut up, <laughs> guess what that means? Clark, you just give us an idea of your day. Um, you know, we've talked about it, and we've uh, talked about the edges, about uh, how, you know, what time you're up and when you're working to. Just a normal work day for you. What would it be? Uh, it's it's a long day, Andrew, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for a thing. No. I, I, it, it starts at about 2.30 in the morning, and it finishes at about nine o'clock at night um but i i've given everything to the job and i've loved it and i'm I'm lucky that i've got a family that supported me and i was also lucky that this job allowed me to you know see my two Mm -hmm. two sons grow up yeah finish school yep um yeah it's just a wonderful career and it's just the people you meet along the way and you know the, the text messages i got yesterday particularly one from patty welsh um i know he's a competitor but patty welsh no no bigger um person in sports meter in Queensland and he's he's upset for us so well, there's uh, there's no competitors at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> there's a camaraderie isn't there yeah, anyone there, who's there up is, at that hour yeah they're, <laughs> they're they're in the trenches yeah, with you and they yeah, well, know they know what it's like oh, yeah, it's and, brutal and it's it's great being in the trenches with you guys and that the time we spend before we come on air at this show it's it's some of the best times I've had in in my life it's just so much fun it's it's hilarious some of the the jokes we tell uh, to because it's not an easy time to get up, and I know that for a fact, and Paul knows it for a fact longer than me. Um, but it's just the passion and and just uh, the emotion every morning when we get here, and we love it. And even when I was away on holidays, you can't wait to get back to work. Like that's that's just and that's that's for real. Um, there's there's no putting putting that on where you love the break, but you love coming back. And I, I don't think there's many jobs you can do that you enjoy coming back from holidays. I'll tell you a regret I, I do have is I would love to have done more outside broadcasts. Like yeah. we, we I had wanted the, to do one in Las Vegas. I reckon that's why we're not here. I, I, there was always that plan that we could we could fly to Cairns on a Sunday and then just, you know, do an OB there, drive to Townsville, do Tuesday. How good would Rocky, that Rocky, McKay, we wanted to do that because every one of the listeners that we met... Or a golf, the golf day, the which golf I day. reckon, I reckon was gathering in momentum. <laughs> if we, we were going to have you as the official starter, Jared. Yeah, I could have done that. Well, couldn't have played, but I could have been the starter. There was, I'm, I'm going to try and say a few things now about the, some stuff that we've received this morning and yesterday from the loyal listeners. And they were talking about listening to a show without arrogance and that they felt included. I, I think for me, right now we're, I'm, I'm having a, a conversation or a discussion, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with five, there's five of us in it. And it's James, Andrew, Jared, myself, and the listener. Because every listener is their own individual person. They all hear mm-hmm. things differently. And I think we've just tried to, to do that. For me, when I was working with John and Champs, I was always... Uh, the third wheel, mm. because Champs was an AFL footballer. John was a commentator in every sport, in Olympic Games, called State of Origin, cricket. He did everything. So I did that. 
And with Salty, Salty again, as a rugby league commentator in tennis, he was a commentator. I was never a commentator. I was never a sports person. I, I played grade cricket and, you know, some rugby at school and, and won an honour board event at the Brisbane Golf Club. So I had to, for so long on this show, I felt uh, a bit fraudulent because I, I didn't have that sporting background to fall back on. But thanks to, to Clarkey and then you two especially, we were able to, to get away from that sort of sports show and it was more, and Andrew, it's different for you because you've got those first-class centuries and a first-class wicket. <laughs> but I realised then that I had to be a presenter. And, Jared, you say I know all of all sport. took me till COVID to realise what the one real passion was, my favourite, was radio. It wasn't the sport, but mm. it was the radio, and it was this show. And, you know, you meet people out in the street. Now, don't you love it when someone comes up and they say, I, I listen to you guys every morning. My, my son came home from school. I think he was in grade nine, and he said, you know, my teacher today said to me, I wake up to your dad every morning. And I was like, what do you mean? So, Andrew, you have been a great addition here. I heard you when you were on the ABC. I thought you were a terrific cricketer. But having you... Come and join us. Uh, um, it's lifted the intelligence level for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, high brow, brow, it's, it's gone up an octave. It's, it's been an absolute privilege. And when Tim Fuller used to join us and talk sports law, you sort of let me do my questioning as well. And you, I, you being the lawyer, I thought the two lawyers would talk, but you let me have my say as well. And that was really, really appreciated. So I was able to find my voice through you two and not feel as though, oh, I've been faking this a little bit. You know what? You haven't been reading these messages that have been coming through this No, I morning. can't read any. No, I know no, you I'm can't. I'm sitting over on your side reading But them, I've, I've read them all, and one thing that, one common theme that keeps coming all the way through, and this was yesterday as well, is it's like some mates talking in a corner at the pub or at home watching sport or talking about it. Uh, nobody here... Um, Sets out to be an, an, an absolute expert. We let the, the, the guests do the talking. Um, but we're on the same level as the listeners, mm. I think. Yep. And that's how they see it. And that's how they've treated us. And, uh, you know, the show would be nothing uh, without without the listeners, the loyal listeners. And, gee, we've got a lot out there. Weren't they good, though? I mean, the amount of times, Paul, uh, you and me would be sitting here and you'd read something out and we'd look over to each other and say... He's onto something there. Yeah. I've never thought oh, about that. Absolutely, <laughs> insights. Yeah. Oh yeah, incredible yeah. how you can look at sport well, in any different angle. I remember the other week, John from Graceville about the uh, the Victorian biases. Yeah. Because well, hang on, they've got a Victorian coach and a Victorian selector mm. there. Uh, and and Clarky, I, I, I just just Clarky and I have had a tough week. Yeah. But uh, again, congratulations to you. To putting it together, I found it's the, you, it, it's it's easier to chat about it. Whereas you've got to go and do. I can't do those finicky things. I'm not that kind of person. Mm. You know, I'm not a spreadsheet person or a, a um, you know do the run sheet and type it all out. I don't have those skills. But but James has that patience and that ability to produce it. And I just come on and just start talking whatever. So it's been a tough week for both of us. But I, I think we've. You know what I liked is that fact that we knew Tuesday and Wednesday, and I don't think any of the listeners would have been able to pick up on no, it. No, no. I was, and, I and it's only as recent yeah. as Tuesday that we knew. Mm. Uh, this is not a decision. Uh, that, well, the decision was obviously made, but it wasn't shared with us until Tuesday. And as I said, uh, when, 
I think it was Crash was on air before. Normally what that means is in a radio show anywhere that you get told it one minute before you go off air and then you're out the door and, and that's it forever. But you know, such as the uh, the respect that um, you know, Paul and, and Clarkie and, and I guess the rest of the team are held in that um, we've been allowed to run the week out. Clarkie, you're... you're... A guest that we got on that, that sort of blew you away that they gave you a yes that they would come on. Who was that off uh, the top of your head? It, it, it's weird, it, but it was Rod Laver. Oh, oh well, of course, yeah. yeah that's Rod, a good Rod Laver. I mean, no, no bigger name in Australian sport than Rod Laver. Mm. But, um, oh, jeez. Oh, I, I, I was think thinking Alan Jones was Alan a great Jones, chance. He, he surprised me. Like, you know, I watched Formula One as a kid, but not avidly, but... Geez, I learned a he lot about. Good. I learned a lot about he that. Was good. That man, oh, yeah. he, he's real pioneer of mm. uh, of Australian sport overseas, internationally. Yeah. He's one, oh, like yeah. one of those first international superstars. Yeah, and a lot of people won't remember going. Will remember him going forward. Yeah. But uh, and, and a, a really humble gentleman to to deal with. Like and just loved loved living on the farm and living out his years. But what, what insights he he gave us. But just incredible. Even of recent times, some of the ones that I know we, we jokingly refer to them as our men or, or our women, yeah. that, but Justice Hooney. Oh, I, oh I yes. He was terrific. And we've been along for the journey with him. Yeah. But probably one of my greatest pleasures was actually um, interviewing a, a hero of mine, that was Les Murray, the late Les Murray. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, who came yes. on this show. Oh, George Zanikian, he was yeah, great. Yeah, George Zanikian, he, he still contacts me to this day. He's a, he's a wonderful support. But yeah, Les Murray, like no bigger no. guy in the in the sporting world that put Australian football on the and map. And you know what? At yeah. the end of the day, they're just people. They are, they're they're the, like us. They're Jared, like the listeners. I, that's what I wanted to explain. All of these people I deal with, at the, at the end of the day, when I was calling them, I just kept saying that they're another person and they treated me with the same respect as I res, uh, treated them and that's that. That's what made it so easy mm. to do my job. Was there ever a knockback that you thought, gee, I wasn't expecting that? Uh, not really, Jared. I, I, there's obviously people who found um, that they were busy doing other things, and yeah. I, I get that. But not too many people. And and when you spoke to a lot of different people around different sporting areas, a lot of them, it, it's quite surprised me, and it floored me at, at times that they were loyal listeners and had been listening to the the show uh, for for many many years before I even worked here. So. They go, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come on straight away. And mm. it, it just, it, it would blow you away. And, Paul, you, you, you'd you know that as well, like the, the people you run into at the races, oh. other sporting events. It blew me away after John then Salty went that, that, that we could put it together and we didn't lose any listeners at all. And no. it's showing today. Lads that uh, haven't, and, and I say lads because it seems as though 99% of the uh, our listeners are, are male. Well, what about Kath and Mary? That's say ninety nine percent. Okay, so the listeners, Donna from yeah. Malimba. But um, first time texter. Oh, sorry, haven't texted for five years, but I've still been listening, yeah. and and that's been fantastic. And and Andrew, it's it's been great having you on. I, I know this is. You see professional types like Andrew, and I'm not be having a go, but <laughs> they get out of bed at four thirty, whip the lycra on, and go riding. But this was your hobby, yeah. and like you, you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved uh, working with Warren Boland at the ABC, uh, and I loved working here. And the reason I, I loved it, I reckon, uh, you know, without wanting to blow around trumpets, we got that sport's important, but it's not life and death. What happened to Jared? Th- those are important things. Yep. Family yeah. are important things. There was always a, uh, an undercurrent of irreverence and humour 
around all the sport we did because it, but it was it never wasn't nasty. Life and death. No, no, it was course always it was. in good fun. Yeah, and uh, I loved it, and for me it was a hobby. Uh, look, everyone's sad, but the memories don't go away. We'll, we'll all take the memories with us, and we'll be better people for it, no question. I learned something that we're not a news station, and we're not a, uh, a you know a music station. We're not talk. We back. don't give traffic. No, we're 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 a combination of a few things, and I learned that we've got to be information and entertainment. So I think we tried to go about it. Entertain informingly and inform entertainingly. Now, yep. sometimes we got that balance wrong. Probably not as funny as we think we are. Like, well, I think we're hilarious, but there's another thing. <laughs> no, seriously. So did I until I was told to five. Between five and 5.30 we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, yeah. look at other things. But uh, the show will finish today. But we're still going to be mates. Absolutely. And... Our mates out there that listen, we may never have met you face-to-face, but through text messages or tweets, Andrew, you feel as though we, yeah. we know these guys, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we do know uh, the listeners, and they've been great, and uh, I'll miss them, actually, and I'll miss their perspective on things. Great but we'll still be around. I mean, I know you're on Twitter, but uh, you, you appear at various functions, etc. Myself, Paul, and Clark are on Twitter, and uh, we're not going to lose touch with no. some of that. And, of course, Northcliffe. Yep. You can get there next year, Paul and Clarkey, yeah. and stay all day. Well, Don't have to yes, drive home. yes, and <laughs> yeah. uh, look, look, fingers crossed. We, we, we'll get something out there somehow, Jared, about maybe catching up for a beer yeah, on yeah. a Friday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon at the Bricky Creek or or, mm. or something like that. Because I can tell you, it has been an absolute pleasure doing this. Yeah, it's been well, great fun. It was fun. I know, um, and that's not that's when it's not a job or a chore. It was fun. I know sometimes in your life, you, you know, you're having stressful times in your personal life or things aren't going well. I always found when that music started playing at, at 5.30, I put the headset on, there's that sort of calmness that came over you. And just being able to do this and, and talk to people, it's been a tremendous ride. It's been a tr- terrific privilege for me. I, I've loved it. And working with with, and shows. with the three of you, it's it's been fantastic. And and Clarky, uh, you know, we often talk about you know the three a.m. rise and and when you come back from holidays, turning that alarm back on again. Well, I've sort of deleted them as they've gone. <laughs> I saw three a.m. wake up call, three fifty nine, get ready to start the music, five twenty two, leave the office area to come in here so I don't miss the start mm. of the show. But it was never a job; no. it was just so much fun. Well, you two should be proud of yourself. You've produced a, a great product and you'll be greatly missed. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, uh, it's not going to be the same from Monday. Obviously, there's no uh, early morning wake-up calls for you boys. And actually, me either. They're not bad. Well, for us, really. <laughs> well, that's the first, you've got to remember to turn them off because yeah. there's no way I want to be getting up at 3 o'clock Monday morning if <laughs> no, I don't thanks. have to. Uh, yeah, we that's are s- sadly done and dusted, gentlemen. Well, it's usually this time of a Friday... I say, well, we're done and dusted for another week. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll be back to do it all again from 5.30 Monday morning. Except this time, we won't be back Monday morning. So let's leave with, until we meet again, it's bye for now. I'm Paul Sortell. This is the Radio Tab Breakfast Show.